from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Happy to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time right here on wakeupcalldt.com's homepage where the MixLR feed is embedded and directly on MixLR, which stands for Mix Live Radio, MixLR.com. Dot com backslash wake up call DT. Very proud to be here with you this morning and every Monday through Friday. So thank you for tuning in with us and thank you for being here today on Syracuse Football Pro Day for a very special and I've been planning this for a long time and I want to thank the Dungy family because without them it wouldn't be possible. I want to thank Emma Dungy, Eric's sister, as well as Matt, Eric's brother, Tim and Cindy, Eric's parents for being a part of this. Without Tim, without Cindy, without Emma, without Matt, this isn't possible. This doesn't happen. So, it was an idea in my brain and I approached each member of the family and they all said yes, and that's why we have the opportunity to do what we're doing this morning. And I could not be happier, I could not be more proud to be able to share this with you. So this morning here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, we have a very special tribute to Eric Dungy. And that tribute to Eric Dungy is something that I've been waiting to do here for a while. He's somebody that is more than deserving of it. He's worked extremely hard to get to where he is today. He's been through a lot, you know, adversity that he's had to take on and everything that he's done to be where he's been, to start how he started at Syracuse, to have to play right away, to not really ever get to be a freshman, then to go all the way through to come back from injury and to continue his quest at getting to a bowl game, at winning a bowl game, at getting double-digit victories, on making a mark in the ACC. Eric Dungy will go down in history for many things, and one of them being the fact that he made Syracuse relevant in the ACC. Syracuse finished second out of 14 ACC schools behind only Clemson, who they only lost to by four points on the road in Death Valley, where Clemson hasn't lost since the end of 2016. So I think he's leaving the program a hell of a lot better than how he found it. And, you know, this morning for this tribute, we're going to be able to do a lot of things here on today's show. You're going to hear from the Dungy family. So we're going to start everything off with you hearing from Emma Dungy, Eric's sister. Then you'll hear from Matt Dungy, Eric's brother. You will hear from Tim Dungy, Eric's father. And finally, Cindy Dungy will round out this tribute to Eric Dungy this morning, Eric's mother. Today is Pro Day once again. So Eric Dungy and the rest of the Syracuse Orange, including Brisley Esteem, who had finished up a little while ago, will all be working out today. I'll be at Pro Day at Syracuse at the Ensley Center. Can't wait to be a part of this. I can't wait to see everybody do their thing and show out and obviously make a good impression on the NFL. And we get to do this on this day. Eric Dungy gets to be celebrated on the day that he's going to be out there showcasing himself. And I felt that it was only fitting 
to have Syracuse Pro Day and this Eric Dungy tribute link up. But it's not just going to be a show. It's not just a show. It's more than that. So immediately following today's broadcast, where you hear from Emma, Matt, Tim, and Cindy, there will be a video release in tribute to Eric Dungy. So Eric, guess what? Surprise! (laughs) You didn't know any of this was coming. And this live broadcast will be immediately followed by a video tribute to Eric Dungy, which features a little surprise or two in there as well. So make sure that you're staying tuned to Wake Up Call with Dan Tatora on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, and Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT. I feel so honored to be able to do this. It means the world to me. So Eric, happy pro day. Thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for being a constant inspiration for me, even though you didn't know that, because everything that you fought for and how you fought and how you always got back up and how you kept believing and every time you stepped up to the plate, you were bigger, stronger, faster, better, has left a mark on my life. So this is my way to say thank you. We'll take a step aside here on today's show. And up first is Emma Dungey. And I want you to listen in because those of you that have listened to Wake Up Call for a while, you know that we have a segment called Rapid Fire where I put somebody on the hot seat. Well, we have Dungey Rapid Fire on this broadcast today. And Emma, Matt, Tim, and Cindy will all answer the same questions about Eric. Let's see if they'll answer them the same. That's coming up right after this. You're listening to Wake Up Call with Dan Satora, a tribute to Eric Dungey, entitled Project Dungey. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. The thrill of gaming, adventure, and achievement collide at the Museum of Intrigue, located on the third floor in Destiny, USA, in Syracuse, New York. Open seven days a week, the Museum of Intrigue offers over 25 untold stories and is ever-growing and changing. For more information, call 855-653-7227 or reserve your story today at museumofintrigue.com. Spark your curiosity at the Museum of Intrigue, where you will never have the same experience twice. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice from buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or HondaCity-CNY.com. It would be a pity if you don't shop at Honda City. For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing, with Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your event, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing, proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing. 
Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. It's an honor and a privilege to be able to do the to have the opportunity to do some of these things that we get to do on the show and to tell some pretty special stories and significant stories, and one of those being about Eric Dungey. Now, Eric is obviously surrounded by a whole lot of love. He has his brother, Matt. He has his sister, Emma. He has his father, Tim, and his mother, Cindy, and obviously friends and, and teammates and so on and so forth from there. So in this special, this is an, an Eric Dungey special that Eric didn't know about. And I have the opportunity right now to speak with Emma about her brother. And so let's bring her into the show for the first time. Emma, how are you doing today? Good morning. Great. How are you? Uh, doing very well. And, and and Emma, first and foremost, I have to ask you this because we had a conversation off the air about it. Emma or Emily, you couldn't decide. So what have you gone by more? Um, I guess I've gone, well, in, I played basketball in college. So it's actually a funny story. My teammates didn't know whether my name was Emma or Emily. So they just called me M. Um, but I guess I go by, I go by Emma by my close friends and family so you you can definitely call me emma <laughs> okay so emma emma is what they know what does eric call you i guess eric calls me emma okay yep. all right so he goes by that so we got to go with what eric does so <laughs> so you know you've obviously followed your brother through everything that he's been through at syracuse and and you are the oldest of three siblings so what is it like being the oldest what can you say about your younger brother of almost a year matt and then your younger brother of almost four years in eric well, I'm definitely, I mean, sorry, mom and dad, but I'm definitely both of their biggest fans. Um, Matt is an absolute warrior. He, I was joking around earlier that a lot of my friends think that he's actually the oldest just because of how much experience he's had in the army and how supportive and just mature that he is as a young man. I uh, couldn't be prouder of him. And then of course I'm so so proud of Eric and everything that he's done over his collegiate career both academically and um and with football so so I'm 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 just very very proud and when you when you follow kind of Eric through all of this you know the 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 job that he takes upon himself you know being a quarterback go go back to kind of his first days of playing football and just what you saw then did you see this this guy that was going to be this you know never say die type of person I mean could you feel that from the first time that he he picked up a football or just what do you remember about those first days I mean going back to playing bull in the ring with my my dad would bring myself and my two brothers to the football field and obviously I was freakishly tall (laughs) my growing up um so I was bigger than both my brothers and so he would take us to the football field when Eric was just you know in kindergarten and we played bowl in the ring I don't know if you know what that is but basically my dad would give us a football and we would try and push each other out of the circle on the, on either the basketball court or the football field um, and you know Eric Eric's always been the quiet guy in the back of the room that you know will talk about his team and his coaches and never about himself um, he's super super humble but one thing about Eric is that he's always had an indomitable spirit. You know, whenever he's faced with a challenge, he never backs off and he always heads straight towards it and he conquers it. And he's done that his whole entire life. 
Speaking here with Emma Dungey, older sister of Eric Dungey in this in this special uh, that is that is in tribute to what Eric Dungey has done, not only at Syracuse, but in general. So, you know, did, how did the how did these fights go in the ring? Who who typically came out of this one alive? Because I know that you can hold your own. I know Matt can hold his own. I know that Eric does what he does on the field. So who was taking most of these championships in the ring? I mean, I mean. Obviously, I think if you interviewed each of us separately, we would probably all say, you know, I did. But, um, and growing up, being four years older than Eric, I, I would win a lot of the time when, you know, he he was four four feet tall and very, very scrawny in, a, in first grade. But, um, you know, <laughs> my dad always used to joke around and say, Emily, one day they're going to be bigger than you. Just wait. And sure enough, that day did come sooner rather than later. And by the time Eric was, you know, fourth grade, he was kicking my butt in pretty much every sport. So. And what it, what was that, you know, that, that experience like for you to, you know, like, like your dad said, you know, eventually someday it's going to happen. He's going to be bigger than you. He's going to be able to handle himself. You said it happened sooner than later as an, as an older sister, when you kind of saw him growing up and whatnot, I mean, I'm sure, obviously, you have that protective factor over him and always want to see him do well. How did you see him kind of grow up? I mean, did did it did it almost happen too quick, you know, or did it happen like right before your eyes when you look at your little brother, four foot, whatever, and then see him today? How fast does it feel like something like that happened? I, overnight. I mean, I went to I went to college. Um, and he was he was a freshman when I was a freshman in college, so freshman in high school. And I remember I I left, um, hadn't been home in three months, and I came back and I was absolutely amazed at not only how tall he got, but how big he got. And he's always just he's always been a gritty kid, and he's always put in the extra time. He would, you know, he would work out every single Christmas. He'd be in the gym at eleven p.m. at night. He'd wake up early he'd make sure that he was you know staying on top of not only his his workouts but what he was putting into his body so um it's it is amazing it, it really did flash before my eyes and even now I mean I'm going to see him in two weeks in Seattle where he's training for his pro day and uh I, I've been facetiming him and even his physique has changed and I didn't think that he could get any bigger or stronger, but sure enough, um, he, he has, and I'm pretty excited to see him in a couple weeks and I'm sure I'm going to have that same kind of realization again. This is coming from Emma Dungey, older sister of, of Eric who played at Syracuse and his time at Syracuse. I mean, he makes this decision to come over to Syracuse you know, there was the thoughts on Wyoming and, and Josh Allen obviously ended up going to Wyoming and, and eventually, you know, became the starter of that team and is now playing for the Buffalo Bills. And Eric decides to come to Syracuse and, and have an opportunity here. And now he's looking for his NFL dream to be realized. What can you say about, you know, having that connection, obviously, to Oregon and, and being from Lake Oswego in Oregon and then finding out he was going to come to Syracuse? Did you know anything about Syracuse beforehand? Did you even know it was a city on the East Coast? I mean, what was the connection when he said, hey, I, I really think like I could end up on the east coast in syracuse new york actually i mean i was i was super excited because being a basketball player and following 
specifically the ACC, um, I've, I've always been a big fan of Syracuse. I think after that, I don't remember what year it was, but I remember staying up until 10 o'clock at night, I think on, you know, the Pacific time, watching that Syracuse basketball game where they went into seven overtimes, I believe. Um, and ever since then, I've just been a fan of Syracuse. So when he, when he decided to choose Syracuse, we were so proud. And I know that, you know, the, it was just a good fit. The community was a good fit. The, the school was a great fit. And obviously the coaches and players. So um, I couldn't be happier for it at the decision that he chose. And, and how connected were you with this? You know, when, you're, when your little brother's getting recruited, I mean, how involved are you with that? I mean, does, did he involve you all? Did you get to, you know, go on these visits or, or were you in the house when the coaches came around? What was, what was that experience like for you? I, I guess to see him go through something like that, how involved were you? It was, I mean, it was very exciting. I was, you know, playing basketball in college at the time, but I was still, it was pretty cool. My coach at the time, coach kept ground every, every single Monday at 6 AM when I'd, when we'd be doing conditioning, he'd ask me, Hey, Em, any, any word on your brother? And I'd be kind of be the talk when we would, when I'd be jump rope, jump roping, getting warmed up for my, um, conditioning practice. But yeah, I was involved. I actually went up, was able to drive up to Wyoming, um, and go on his visit, uh, when coach bull was recruiting him. So it was, it was very cool. Um, he, we were all kind of collectively coming together, weighing the pros and cons as a family. So it was definitely a very fun and unique experience. And, you know, being from a family that obviously is connected to the sports world, to, to go a little bit into, you know, your playing days and to let everybody know who doesn't know just, you know, where where you played your ball and, and just what you can say about, you know, your time and your history of being connected to the sports world that obviously is something special to you as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm definitely a sports enthusiast through and through, but I played basketball at CSU, Colorado State University, Pueblo, and um, I played under Coach Drown all four years, and I truly felt like I I had the best college experience, especially being a, um, a girls basketball player, and he he made the team a family. And to this day, I have my best friends in the entire world that, um, I, the teammates that I played with who came from all across the country and actually the world to play. And, uh, I'm just so thankful for the experience. It, it made me the person I am today, um, showed me what hard work and, um, determination can, can conquer. So I, I couldn't be more thankful and grateful for my experience. So you have the experience in the sports world. Obviously, Eric does. What would you say he's given to you? How has he inspired you, and how have you inspired him? Oh, gosh. Um, That is a tough question. Um, I mean, Eric inspires me every day. You know, just as I mentioned before, you know, whenever he's faced with a challenge, he, he never backs off and always heads straight towards it. Um, and, and he, he's extremely determined and I'd say, you know, we're, he, he pushes me just as much as I try and push him. And, uh, we're, we're each other's biggest teammates. Eric, Matt and I are all on the same team and whether it be interviewing for a job, like I did a couple months ago or, 
um, you know, Matt going through the LOPD interview process or Eric training for his pro days were all on the same team. And it's very, it's a very cool dynamic. And I feel incredibly blessed to have those two in my life. Speaking here with Emma Dungy, older sister of, of Eric Dungy here in this special for Eric Dungy on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Emma, give us something that maybe we don't know about about Eric. You know, people see what he's done on the field. You know, we, we have seen him. We've seen him run. We've seen him throw. We've seen him go out there and, you know, let people know verbally and physically that he's not going anywhere off of that field. We've seen the player there, and, and we've seen the man off the field and doing interviews and speaking on behalf of himself and his team and being selfless and being humble and whatnot. What's something we don't know about Eric, something that people can't see from on and off the field of what they know at Syracuse? This might be something that people already already know, but you know, when you look at Eric and you see how he plays and you see that he is an absolute warrior and he's willing to put, you know, himself on the line and and do whatever it takes to get the job done. Um, but, you know, off the field, he is an absolute amazing person. Uh phenomenal brother and he's a very loving and kind-hearted person and I just he deserves the world and I know that a lot of people probably already know this about him but it, it really is true he really is just such an unbelievable kid in my eyes <laughs> or man but <laughs> <laughs> always be a kid to you though yeah I'll always be a little kid to me <laughs> so you you see him and, and you see him grow and, and go through this the media has not always been as kind. The losses have come, and there was there was times where you know the question was, would Eric ever get the opportunity to play in a bowl game? To see how he started at Syracuse and to go through these four and eight seasons, to get to ten and three, to go to a bowl game at the end of December, a good bowl game against a good team in a beautiful place in a in a reputable stadium, and to win that game. Just what you could say about how he started his career and everything you've seen him go through from the media to, you know, things that maybe are said and and mishandled and whatnot to his injuries to getting to that point where he could finally hoist a trophy and prove to himself that he did it, that he can do it and that he was going to do it. You know, I think it, I think it just shows that, even when he's down and even when all odds are against him, he's going to do what he always does. And, you know, usually his comeback is he's going to bounce back and usually his comeback is better than ever. So, um, you know, he, he's always, he's always shared himself with the people who need support. And, you know, he's always grateful for his fans and for Syracuse and for, for, for his families and for the opportunities he's been given. And um, to, for him to end on, on such a high note and to just kind of, you know, prove that he belongs with the best. It was, I couldn't be happier. It was really, really just an awesome experience for him and for our whole family. And I, it was just, he totally deserved every single second. To see him have that moment. And, you know, I got to share that moment with him after the game to to just see that uh, your father referred to it as kind of four years 
all just kind of coming out. Kind of every all the emotions he's had for four years just kind of being released from his body after this game. Just just what you can say about that moment for him, the moment where he's MVP, the team is is the champion of the Camping World Bowl. He's won a bowl game. They've gotten a double-digit wins. He's leaving the program better than when he found it, and that emotion comes out of him. Just what your reaction was to that. I mean, if you look back four years ago at what the Syracuse football program was, not to discount it by any means, but, I mean, who would have thought that they would be a top 25 team at Eric's scene? You know, who would have thought they would have beat Clemson last year? Who would have thought all these all these truly amazing things that happened throughout his entire career? And, you know, there were naysayers the entire time um and there and there were the people that believed in him so you know I know that Eric had right before that moment um I think he had shared hugs with teammates and coaches and trainers who had been there and supported Eric the entire time he you know had been at Syracuse and in that moment it's being I not actually having that specific moment myself but I know what it feels like to play your last game of your of your collegiate career and just you you put your blood sweat and tears into the into your team and um it it really is it's you can't describe that kind of feeling I don't even know how he was feeling in that moment because you know he he was MVP and he he did he did do some really great things not only that game but the entire four years he had been at Syracuse Speaking here with Emma Dungy, the old, the older sister of Eric, and, and Emma, before we let you go here, I have to ask you about something that Eric does at least once a season, and that is hurdle somebody. It is a tremendous feat for any person to do. He has done it standing straight up, and it, it's it's been tremendous. And and what and I bring it up because he is not your typical quarterback. He is someone who, you know, is like a linebacker quarterback. You, if you're going to try to hit him, he's going to try to hit you harder. He will jump over you. He will go around you, through you, past you, do whatever he needs to do. When you watch him play and you watch him hurdle and you watch him stiff arm and bounce back up and do everything that he's done, th- this man is kind of superhuman. And what do you think about when you when you watch that? He he really is. He really is quite the specimen. Like I, sometimes I'm like, how the heck are we related? <laughs> but when I when I watch this, a lot of times I'm putting a pillow to cover my face. I mean, I'm his big sister. Obviously, I'm like, oh my gosh! But he always ends up being fine. I talk to him after every game, and he's he. I mean, he's built for it. He can handle it, and the kid's gritty, and that's that's what that's how part of the reason he's so amazing and great so um it's just it's kind of in his dna i guess what should the nfl know about eric dungy oh gosh (laughs) um you know i'd say going back to his indomitable spirit he's going to be a great asset to any organization um, that that he joins, and he he's going to work harder than anybody out there. He he'll be humble and he'll represent himself and his team 
um, in, in the best way possible. Um, and I truly do believe that he, he's going to prove a lot of people wrong. And you talk about proving a lot of people wrong, you know, snubbed from the combine. He has had chips on the shoulder before he, every time there's a chip put on his shoulder, he responds in a humble, professional, and very successful manner. This, this new chip that is now there potentially, how is he going to respond to this in your opinion? Because I can only imagine that Eric Dungy is going to somehow find a way to get even better after this. I mean, yeah, it's a hundred percent. And, uh, you know, he went out to Seattle to focus on his pro day in Syracuse, obviously, but, um, I'm his big, I'm his big sister. I'm his biggest fan. Uh, but Eric truly is remarkable. And, you know, whenever he's down, his comeback is usually better than ever. We we've seen that before. Um, and I believe he's destined for great things and he's going to live an exemplary life and be a role model to a lot of people. So, um, I'm, I'm excited for him and the journey that he's about to take. That coming from Emma Dungy. A- Emma, in closing here, I do want to do something really quick because I want to see how well you know your brother. So this is, this is going to be the Eric Dungy edition of what I call Rapid Fire on my show, where I'm going to throw a bunch of questions at you, but this time they're going to only be about Eric, and I'm going oh to God. see how well you know your brother. Oh, my gosh. I hope they're not stats related. <laughs> <laughs> no. So what would you say is your brother's favorite movie? Um, Top Gun. Okay. What would you say is his favorite band or singer? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> oh, um, uh, oh, my gosh. I... Um, Pass. Let me come back to that <laughs> Okay. What would you say is his favorite food? Mac and cheese. Homemade or from a specific place? I actually don't think that's it at all. I'm thinking of all of my favorite things right now. <laughs> um, actually, chocolate cake. Chocolate cake is his favorite. Okay. Is it homemade or is it store-bought? I don't think it matters. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay. What, what do you think... If, if I asked Eric to describe you, what do you think would be three words he would say? Supportive, loving, and determined. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to have a couple more here. Hmm. What's the one thing you want for Eric more than anything else? I want him to be happy and enjoy life. And my final one for you is, if Eric had to walk around with a neon sign above his head that had one statement that described him, what would that statement say? It wouldn't even be a statement. It would just be a word, and it would be relentless. Awesome. I like it. We have to come back to the the singer or bands now. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got to do totally wrong. Totally wrong. But... Um, oh my gosh. Um, what music Luke does he Bryan, play in the Luke car Bryan. when he's with Luke Bryan? He literally plays everything. It's, it's kind of, he, the kid listens to, um, I think he listens to Mozart before his games. Like he listens to classical music before his games. Listens to classical music before the games. 
So maybe because. it's so maybe it's classical music. That's what calms no, him down. It's not. No, no, no. But like, I'm talking like not like classic rock. I'm talking like classical music. <laughs> yeah, you're so. talking about like Beethoven. Yeah, I think so. I think he mentioned that one time. So <laughs> I want to ask him about that. <laughs> All right, fair enough. That coming from Emma Dungey, the older sister of Eric, in this special for Eric Dungey on Wake Up Call with Dancatora. Emma, you have been an absolute pleasure, and I, I cannot thank you enough. I'm sure that Eric will appreciate this. Of course. Thank you so much, Dan. Appreciate it. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvalanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DrysigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. With the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing, DrysigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, Command yourself to feel comfortable in Dreisig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DrysigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com The thrill of gaming, adventure, and achievement collide at the Museum of Intrigue, located on the third floor in Destiny, USA, in Syracuse, New York. Open seven days a week, the Museum of Intrigue offers over 25 untold stories and is ever-growing and changing. For more information, call 855 855- 653-7227 or reserve your story today at museumofintrigue.com Spark your curiosity at the Museum of Intrigue where you will never have the same experience twice. News. The Press Room Pub, located on 220 Herald Place in historic Herald Square in downtown Syracuse, is where entertainment and sports become one. Trivia is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. with host Dan Tortora. Sports are always on from every angle at the Press Room Pub. The main floor features a full bar and restaurant with two private party rooms featuring games, a colossal television, and more. So head out for lunch, dinner, or a drink and plan your parties with the Press Room Pub. 220 Herald Place in downtown Syracuse. Call 315-569-4345 for more information. The Press Room awaits you. 
Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. We are inside of this very special broadcast of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, and this special broadcast is in tribute to Eric Dungy, who spent his time playing football at Syracuse, but did so much more than simply play football. He touched a lot of hearts, he touched a lot of minds, touched a lot of people's lives, and is a true a consummate professional and somebody who you can look to when you're having a bad day or a bad moment, a moment of adversity. If there's anyone that can help define overcoming adversity, Eric Dungy is one of those faces that you would see next to that statement of overcoming adversity, overcoming whatever is put in your path. He never says die, and his approach has touched my life. I'm sure it's touched yours. And obviously, in, in this special, we're hearing from his family and how he's touched them. So this time of the show is time for Matt Dungy to be a part of it, the middle child and the older brother of Eric, but younger brother of Emma, is here with us right now, and, and we're going to bring him into the show for the first time. Matt, how you doing today? Good. How are you doing, Jim? Doing very well, and I, I want to speak with you about something that Emma had spoken uh, to, to me about and that many of you have just heard here on this Eric Dungy special on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora here on MixLR.com backslash DT and on WakeUpCallDT.com. And that being Bull in the Ring, she she spoke about this game and how your dad used to make you all play this game. What are your memories of Bull in the Ring? Oh, when uh, when we would play Bull in the Ring, uh, that, that was a time when my sister was the biggest. That's when uh, age was a huge factor in size. Um, but... I remember, uh, I mean, I, I, I definitely could take care of Emma, no problem. Um, but, but, uh, Eric would usually be a challenge for his size. He was, uh, he was a little scrapper, uh, scavenger. You know, he would, he would, he would be a tough one, but, uh, I might be a little selfish when I say I, I kind of ruled the ring for, for quite some time. Um, and then obviously as, as time went on, we stopped playing, uh, and I'm kind of happy for that because I feel like <laughs> Eric may have, uh, started to, to take over, but, um, I'd say I'm the reigning champion. So you would consider yourself reigning champion of Bull in the Ring? Oh, yeah. So when did you guys stop playing? Like you said, you're happy that you stopped when you did because maybe Eric would have won some after that. When did you guys stop playing? Yeah, I think we probably stopped playing. uh, Oh, geez. That's a tough question. I'm not not quite sure. Um, Maybe around uh, middle school, um, when I was starting middle school, I mean, it became a little bit more rare. We, we would go do it uh, on uh, Thanksgiving or whatnot. Um, became more of a, uh, a traditional type thing. But um, yeah, it's kind of tough to say when we actually stopped altogether. But we used to, when we were kids, we would go play pr- pretty much every weekend. Uh, we loved going to um, the turf football fields up at Lake Ridge. Or, you know, sometimes we'd have to spend a while driving around. We'd go to Lake Ridge to be a practice there. So we'd have to go over to uh, Westland, if that was busy, we'd end up going out to Oregon City um, until we found a, a field where we could, you know, play that game. And and I want to I want to speak with you on that because that's something that you know I appreciate. And now I'm an only child, so you know I I would I would obviously go and play with my friends, but you know for you you know as siblings and as and as friends, you know very close friends, best friends of one another, you and Emma and Eric, when when you had these opportunities because it's. 
it's not that it's completely gone, but it feels almost like a lost art that you would say, you know, that, you know, your, your parents would get you in the car and say, Hey, you know, we're going to bring you out to the park. And then you go to a park and there's something going on. So then you go to another park and something going on there. So then you go to another, and you just go until you can find one, like you said, where you could just have an open field. You don't have to pay for anything. You don't have to ask anybody's permission. You just go out there with a football or a basketball or, or you just go out there yourself and you come up with something just, you know, the, the importance of those moments and the importance of those childhood memories and how they build you into the person you are because I feel like those moments on the field wherever you are on the court wherever you are like those impromptu let's get in the car and let's go to a field I feel like those are the moments that build character would you agree with that and just what you can say about it oh absolutely I, I agree with it 100 um, percent it it especially when it comes to bull in the ring it would uh it, it really does build character um i i kind of remember you know maybe uh, giving my brother a hard time if i were if i were beating him down a little bit but then uh you know we would we would reset um, almost kind of like uh sumo wrestling you kind of get in a little stance at each end of the ring and i remember you know if, if if i made him angry enough he would get this look a serious look in his in his eyes and and i remember actually uh, i was bigger i was older but uh, feeling like a little bit scared, you know, be like, okay, here we go. And, and uh, that that's when he would really come out. And it's funny because uh, on TV and whatnot, um, I will sometimes see him get that look. Um, and, uh, you know, it's when he gets that look, it's, it's game on. And <laughs> it normally is, especially when it comes to playing football. And I, I want to ask you about that, just, you know, what you can say about you know, that, that look from Eric Dungeon, just when, you know, like you said, sometimes you can just watch it on TV and you can see it happen. You can see that look happen. Just what that look looks like. And, and just what you can say, because I mean, you know, your brother, obviously extremely well, you know, when he kind of shifts gears. So describe that a little bit more, what the look is. And, and when, you know, he's kind of in that mode of, all right, you know what? No, nobody's stopping me right now. I've reached that place. I've gone past that line. And here I am. Uh, the look is just it, it's it's business it, it's a business look it's you know it's hard it's hard to explain um i mean i i gotta see it close up <laughs> obviously but it's just you know straight face um and eyes are just focused that's, that's the big part is the eyes um and you know with with a football helmet on it, it might be difficult to see it um if, if you don't know it but but it's it's just you, you he usually will make something happen <laughs> after he gets that look, um, and, and I know that from a firsthand experience. Um, you know, as, as soon as we start the bull in the ring, he'll he'll just you know it, I'll, I'll almost want to give up because I'm like, all right, I don't want to get hurt here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of one of those things that you you might have to grow up with, or or you know, be on the other side of the ball from him, and, and kind of you know whether it's getting hurtled by him or, or, you know, being laid out by him, you, you'll know the look after that happens. <laughs> and and you, you bring up the hurdle. Now, at least once a season, we, we know that there, the Eric Dungy hurdle comes into play. And, you know, we, we have seen him be successful with this. I think the most recent one, his cleat was on the shoulder of his defender. Uh, he, has, he has found ways to I, – I, yeah, I actually did. I put up a – I call it a GIF. Some people call it a GIF, whatever. But I put up a, a GIF of of the more of the um, Street Fighter guy where he, I think it's Ryu, who kicks you in the chest a bunch of times because it's exactly what it looked like. But I mean, what can you say about because because 
Eric is such a, you know, you talk about bull in the ring. Well, he's exactly that on the football field. Just what you can say about, you know, the plays that he makes and the hurdles that he takes because he does not like to ever say die, and he's going after that end zone. He's getting every ounce of every single yard he can get. Go into the hurdle and, and go into just in general how you know that he truly has continued to be the bull in the ring, so to speak. Yeah, he's he's very competitive. He'll do whatever it takes to win. And uh, I mean, we saw that especially in his early years. And he would just he would, he would go out there, put his body on the line for the team uh, because he just wants to compete. He wants to win. Um, I remember uh, when I when I uh, came back from overseas and, and surprised and whatnot, and I got you know I got some awesome treatment from Syracuse. And one of the things I got to do was after the game, I got to go to his press conference and you know, when we were getting ready for the uh, press conference to start uh dino uh, pulled me aside and you know he was shaking my hand introducing himself and you know it was, it was very humbling and um one thing he did was he he said hey like you gotta you gotta talk to your brother i and tell him to you know get down and slide sometimes you gotta you know you, you gotta be that voice um you and your family will probably have more pull than, than i will and i remember just kind of thinking um good luck with that even even <laughs> myself you know I'm, I, I could say something but at the end of the day he uh he, that that's always what he's done he's always uh um wanted to just just get the win and do whatever it takes and you know when you're when you're running down the field it's all um you know it, you, you can't anticipate things you just kind of do it um and without thinking sometimes and i know i know eric's always got something going on in his head and a lot of times it'll work i mean he, he's done some pretty cool things with the hurdles the last one uh like you said um that was uh i think that was more of a spartan kick but <laughs> <laughs> uh, either, either way i think people enjoyed it um but i know he was probably thinking i just want to get you know a few extra yards if i can and and that's that's always what's probably going through is that just you know get the ball as far as you can so you can get that score and, and win the game Speaking here with Matt Dungy, brother of Eric, uh, former now former Syracuse uh, quarterback and somebody who has obviously left his mark at Syracuse here in this Wake Up Call with Dan Satora special on Eric Dungy. Uh, Matt, you got to come home. You got to surprise your brother. Did he at all in any way, shape, or form know anything about this? Bring me into how you got back and how you guys pulled this off, how the family pulled this off without him knowing. Did he have any inkling at all, or was this a total surprise? And, and just bring me into how you planned this out. Um, well, I, I was when I was overseas, um, we, we kind of planned it out by uh, uh, Facebook, um, the Messenger app. Uh, that's that's kind of how we were talking and figuring it out. I could really do much when it came to phone calls, uh, but... We kind of planned it out there because uh, I was I was going to go from the Sinai Peninsula to to Germany and then get leave to to go home and, and visit the United States for for a few weeks. Um, so it just panned out that I would be able to travel and make it for his football game. And um, when I got there, I got picked up by my dad, and my sister, and um, and then you know we we drove to Syracuse. Uh, I put a little you know a little wire on so you could so you could hear they wanted so the original plan i guess was to to surprise him on the field before the game when he was warming up um you know way early before they even opened the the stadium uh so we were we were waiting to get in we were talking to security to get into the uh the dome but um and then the the syracuse bus pulls up 
and the team starts getting off. And, <laughs> and so my family's going into panic mode, uh, trying to, you know, get in, go past security. My, my, my mom just started walking past the security and they, <laughs> they actually had to grab her. It was kind of funny, but, uh, I remember just sitting there thinking like, Oh, you know, it's, it's too late. This will work. You know, a surprise is a surprise. And, and then I saw him and he was, he was focused, uh, had his headphones on and I started walking towards him and it took him a sec and he kind of looked at me and, and, you know, uh, we were able to hug and it was, it was a really, it was a really good moment. It, I think it'd been about two years since I saw him, um, when, when, when I surprised him and uh, it was, it was, I mean, my heart was full just being with my entire family that day. It was, uh, it was definitely an experience. And, and speak with me, speaking here with Matt Dungy, uh, older brother of Eric, uh, Matt, uh, go back to that moment for me. Like you said, it had been almost two years since you had seen Eric, just bring me into, you know, that embrace and just, you know, what you guys said to each other and, and just, just what, what you remember of that moment. Uh, honestly, I don't even, I didn't even know what to say. Um, I mean, if, if you watch the video, I said, dude, like 8,000 times and that's, I, I don't usually say that, but I, I just, I, I didn't know what to say. And I don't think he knew what to say either. We, we didn't really need to say much to be honest. Um, uh, it was, it was, a, it was just a really nice moment. Um, yeah, geez, I, I remember thinking like, I, you know, I don't know what to say, but I was just saying it was, you know, it's, it's good to see you. It's, you know, it, but, uh, but you know, the, I didn't really need to say much. Like I said, it's, um, it was just, it was just a great moment. And, you know, obviously there's an emotion from him in that sense. And then I had the opportunity to uh, speak with him after the Camping World game and and ask him that question that, you know, obviously came out of him, the emotion to follow from there. Have you ever seen your brother like that? Do you remember a moment where he just kind of let it all out, you know, just kind of had that moment of, you know, just embracing how he felt and embracing you know, all of the emotions over these years. I mean, when you saw him after the Camping World Bowl and that question that I'd asked him, his response to that, had you ever seen him just kind of shed it all in a, in a moment like that, or was that kind of a first for you? That, that was definitely more of a first for me. Um, it, it almost it almost made me cry, honestly, because uh, that, that was awesome. Um, he, he really did let it out. But, um, no, actually, I... I don't really remember um, a time. Well, I mean, obviously, when I when I was hugging him when I came back, he he, he was a little bit emotional with that too. But honestly, who wouldn't be? Um, but other than that, no. He he's very composed. He's very good about holding back his emotion. Um, I mean, you know, there there would be some tough losses throughout the years that you know when when we would go and and uh, pick him up after the game and and whatnot. He would you know he would definitely you could tell he was a little upset. But, you know, after we would go get dinner and whatnot and, you know, he was able to be around family and friends, and he, he, would, he would start to come back and, you know, just totally focus on the next week. But there were, I would, I would say for maybe 15, 20 minutes after those, those rough losses, he would definitely be upset about it. But I think it, for, for anybody, it would, it would take being around uh, people you love, family and friends and whatnot um, to, to kind of take you out of those, those holes. Cause at the end of the day, it is just a game. Um, but I know it, 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 those, those games would really mean a lot to him. You could tell, but he's a, he's got a very strong personality. So he's, he's good about kind of hiding his emotions and tucking them away. And then, uh, like I said, focusing, focusing on the next week. He's very good about 
uh, you know, turning the page in the book per se. When you see him kind of had, like you said, that was a first for you to see him that emotional. What did that mean to you? What were you kind of seeing culminate in that moment? Because we, you know, he's gone through injury. He's gone through four and eight seasons. He's gone through coaching changes. He's gone through position coaching changes. He's gone through having different weapons out there. He's gone through different mindsets from head coaches and scheming and whatnot. All of that coming together to have him end his Syracuse career hoisting an MVP trophy, hoisting the Camping World Bowl trophy. Just what your thoughts were after seeing everything that he had been through? Uh, it was, I don't even know what to say that, honestly, because it's just, it, it, it's hard for me to explain my emotions personally, but it was it, it was awesome to see because, you know, like you said, it was it was one hell of a roller coaster um, for, for him, for, for all of Syracuse, really. Um, and, you know, Syracuse is being brought to light when it comes to the football program, and it, it. But you know, it was it was a battle to get there, and I think uh, people who follow the football pro- program, and especially those on the team and whatnot, uh, definitely definitely know that um, it was a it was a rough battle. But I think uh, for him to to go through that and to end on such a good note, I mean. I always think about the possibilities too. You know, the, the national champions who, who kind of crushed Alabama and whatnot. Syracuse was in that game. Not only did they beat them last year, but you know, this year they, they only lost by four, and they they quite frankly could have and should have won that game. Um, and so I, I think uh, I think he he knows that he knows how how uh, the, the potential Syracuse has, especially now um, when he leaves. Uh, I think. You know, all of that coming together at the end is just is you know incredible. It, it really is. It's a, it's a it's a great story. Speaking here with Matt Dungy, uh, older brother of Eric. Uh, Matt, I, you know, to to have that, to have your brother be a part of this. You know, the question's been asked. You know, where he stands in Syracuse history, if if he can be one of the most notable. What do you think about his time there? I mean, he was in Oregon. He comes he comes across the country. He goes to Syracuse. He was recruited by plenty of schools, almost went to Wyoming where Josh Allen ended up going. He doesn't go there. Josh becomes the starter. Josh goes on to the Bills. Now Eric is looking to realize his dream for the NFL. What, what are, you know, when you saw him make these decisions and when he was, because first and foremost, you know, some uneducated minds out there had said he wasn't recruited. He was recruited. He got a bunch of looks. He was somebody who stayed true to the school that he was at instead of transferring when he was in high school. He got looks. He got offers. He got opportunities. And he ultimately decided to go to Syracuse. When you saw him going through his recruitment, what were you, what was your take on all of that and him eventually choosing Syracuse? I was always I always knew he would make the right decision. Um, you know, Syracuse is a great school, and yeah, you know, they they have a notable football football program, especially now. But um, one thing about my brother, one of one of his really good traits, uh, a trait that's important to me, is, is loyalty. And like you said, I mean, his his loyalty is unquestioned um, to to his family and to the the programs he's been a part of. Uh, you know, Lakeridge High School. We we've we've kind of been well, we were pretty bad you know we um 
for for 15 years it was just a slump where we wouldn't make the playoffs we would just have a ton of losing seasons sometimes i mean when i was a freshman we won one game that year and uh you know our rival lake oswego high school they would always be uh beating on us you know for over a decade we, they would be winning um and when i went off to basic training and I, well, I should say before that um he uh, he did get some offers from Lake Oswego, especially his senior year, where they said, "Hey, come play for us. We got a lot of good guys over here. We can be, you know, we can try to go to the national ch- or the state championship." Um, and you know, Lakers was they were okay, but um, they weren't. You know, I don't think personally, I, I knew that you know they they didn't have the size and whatnot to to make it that far. That was always Lakers' problem. But um, but I remember going off to basic training, and uh, we started to get some letters in a few weeks in and uh i opened up a letter and it was, it was kind of thick and i opened it up and there's a article in there uh from the lake oswego review and uh the, there's a big picture on you know taking up half the page and it showed um my one of my uh brother's good childhood friends joe sindlinger hoisting up the ball after a touchdown um where they beat lake oswego high school and you know to me coming from a school that was supposed to go to state championship my brother said no because he's so loyal to his program so loyal to his friends that uh you know to see him go out and 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 beat that team um for the first time and you know over a decade for our school it was you know they 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 have that picture all around the, the high school now it's um it's it was a cherished moment and for me especially i mean getting pounded by Lake Oswego every year, uh, having some close ones, but still losing and just seeing my brother finish it off, uh, his senior year. That was, uh, that was awesome. But yeah, his, his loyalty is unquestioned. I mean, he was extremely loyal to Syracuse the whole way through. And I, and I know he probably, he, he had no thoughts about transferring. If, if people would offer him, he, he wanted to stay with his friends there at Syracuse and he wanted to, he wanted to try to make something out of it. And I think, uh, I think he definitely did. Absolutely, and, and and definitely, you know, having the opportunity to do something special for Syracuse and have that live on. Just what you could say to that, you know, how I mean, what do you think the mark is that your brother has left on Syracuse University? How would you describe kind of the mark that he's left? Uh, well, yeah, I'm I'm naturally going to have a biased opinion because <laughs> I'm his brother, but um, but I I think he's left quite the mark. Um, despite what people might say, uh. You know, he he battled through a lot. He 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 put his body on the line for the team. He he did all sorts. He did whatever he could to win. Um, and you know, props not only go to him, but uh, a lot of the a lot of the pe- people that came and a lot of the people that you know were were playing with him. All the other players who who you know may have been nothing, but you know came out to be huge playmakers. And and um, you know, it, it's always football is a team effort, but. Um, I think my brother, he, he left quite a mark. Um, I think he'll be remembered, um, especially, you know, if, if the program keeps going, uh, it, it was definitely, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this is a big turning point for, uh, for Syracuse. And I believe it is. That coming from Matt Dungy, the older brother of Eric. Matt, you're the middle child. You and I spoke about it off the air. What's it like having Emma as as your big sister and having Eric as your little brother? What has this you know connection been like for you? What has it meant to you in your time on this planet? Just what you could say about you know being the being the middle child with Emma on one side and Eric on the other. 
Yeah, you know, it's uh, people will sometimes say it's it's tough to be the middle child, but um, I, I personally, I, I don't know what they're talking about when they say that because um, I've I've been blessed to have such awesome siblings. You know, they we've all been very proud of each other and our accomplishments. We've all been extremely supportive. Um, we grew up and we we actually got along. You know, you hear a lot of people say that. You know, they'd always be fighting with their siblings and whatnot, but. Yeah, me and my me and my siblings, my older sister, my younger brother, uh, we 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 got along just fine, um, and we would have a great time together. Uh, whether it's playing bowl in the ring or or just you know setting up Christmas decorations, we uh, it, it was awesome to to have them. Um, uh, they definitely we would entertain each other for sure, and uh, especially now that we're we're uh, grown up, it's. Uh, it's very humbling to, to be a part of something where, you know, we, we all know we love each other. We all have each other's back. Uh, it's, it's, it, it forms strong bonds and, and it's just, uh, it's, it's very humbling. I, I think I'm, I'm very blessed to, to have, uh, my uh, older sister and my younger brother. And, you know, to, to have that connection that you have to them, how did that help you when you were overseas? How did, the love, you know, amongst, you know, your, your mom, your dad and, and your siblings, how did that keep you going? Because, you know, Eric said, you're the true hero. I would say that as well, you know, having family in the military, having family in the Air Force, the Air Force, the Navy and the Army in, in our history. I mean, they are the heroes. They are the ones that, you know, you, you guys protect the thing. I mean, we, we, we get online, you know, and if our internet doesn't work for, for an hour, people complain. If you're standing at Starbucks and they mess up your order, you get upset. If you're at Disney World and you have to wait to get on a ride, you're upset. Somebody cuts you off in traffic, it makes you mad. But those are all of the benefits and the privileges. We have the privilege of being able to be angry at something trivial and stupid because we have freedom. You fought for that freedom. You know what it's like to fight for that freedom what did the love of your family do for you when you were over there protecting what is sacred, not only to America, but to everybody? Uh, it obviously meant a lot. It, you know, it, it helps everybody get by. Um, you know, all my buddies that were over there, we, uh, we would always be talking to family. We'd always be talking to friends back home because, you know, it, it helps you remember, you know, what, what you're over there for and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I would be able to, to talk to them and, and just kind of feel back at home. Um, I, I would definitely say I'm not a hero, though. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, I, I think everybody has a job to do, and we all, you know, choose to do certain jobs, and they're all they're all important in their own aspects. But but um, family was certainly important. Um, whether I was in Germany or, or over in the Sinai Peninsula, um, it was it was certainly. <laughs> very important to me to be able to you know see how my brother's doing um see how my sister's doing my mom and dad and you know they'd always be asking about me and and um and it was you know i I don't really know what to say about it but it's 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 extremely important for 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 everybody who's who's over there um and you know it it was nice to be over in europe and whatnot but but being away from family where you know like you would have to spend very expensive plane ticket and spend a few days traveling to get back home it, it's uh it it made me realize how how important family is and, and how nice it is to to be to be home with them and and be able to you know share experiences with them how strange was it for you i mean how would you describe you know doing this because you can't really compare any other job 
to being in the military. How how would you describe you know what you had to go through and and what you did, what you saw, just what life was like for you? Um. Well, I, I I definitely had a unique experience. Like I said, being stationed out of Europe uh, and going to the Middle East from there, uh, it was definitely a wide variety of different cultures and whatnot. Um, but uh, especially in my time uh, over uh, in Egypt, I I would say I, I definitely felt blessed uh, to to be from the United States. I, uh, you know, I I spent a few years overseas, like I said, and and Europe was nice. Germany's a very beautiful country and whatnot. But but I mean, it's it's just you you really appreciate um, our country when when you're over there. You especially over in the Middle East because. Um, uh, they they are not as as, as blessed as, as we are as I would say they um really awesome people but um but I mean we just we just have like you said you know we we've got we've got Starbucks and and we've got Wi-Fi and all that kind of stuff and and I've and I've seen a lot of places where you know they they would be lucky to to have a, a working car for for an entire village and whatnot so um it was a uh, it was definitely it was definitely different. I'll say that it's it's kind of a broad question, but um, but I would say it's definitely different. That's the best way to answer that. So going through that experience and coming back here, you know, your family considers you such a hero. Uh, Syracuse looks to obviously what what Eric has done and, and see him as a hero, and he says, "No, it's it's my brother." Speak with your relationship growing up with Eric and your connection to him growing up and you know when you hear him say my brother matt's my hero just what that means to you yeah it, it, it means a lot it, it does um coming from any one of my family members uh you know if if i'm to make them proud i know i'm doing doing something right um my my brother and i have always you know we we, we may have had little petty fights and whatnot if, if you know one of us would beat the other in a, in a game of Madden on the PlayStation. And yeah, there would be a little bit of hostilities because we were both competitive there, but, but you know, the vast majority of the time we were, we were always getting along watching each other's backs. Um, it was, a uh, it was great to have him as, as a younger brother. And, and, you know, it's, it's great to kind of look up to him now. Um, and that's one thing I was thinking about the other day is, you know, he, he may have looked up to me a little bit. Um, but I mean, I don't think he really knows that, how much I look up to him now and how I, how much I looked up to him even when we were younger age, uh, as his older brother, uh, you know, a lot of people might think it's vice versa, but you know, he, he kept me going a lot of the time. I, you know, we, we all have difficulties in life, but knowing his schedule when it came to football and, and, you know, doing school at the same time, trying to balance, you know, that, that, all that work with, with still being able to see friends and whatnot. I don't know. I don't know how he did it. it I mean, it's, it was quite a schedule. Um, one one story I'll tell is a uh, is I remember many years ago we were we were decorating for Christmas um, and my old house we had two staircases one in the front one in the back so you could run a constant loop if you wanted to and um, you know we were doing our regular shenanigans so I, I decided to steal my sister's phone and I mean she was she was chasing me down it was kind of like a like Jurassic Park, one of those uh, <laughs> raptors or T Rexes running after the uh, the food or the people. Um, so I, I mean, I remember like I was kind of scared. I was getting scared. I'm like, oh my god, you know, I, 
I got to run for my life at this point. <laughs> she was she was right on me, and so I was running to get to the next staircase and run down the stairs. And my brother runs up. He goes, "Go, Matt! Go, Matt! I'll cover you." So I, <laughs> I run past him. I start running down the stairs, and as I'm turning down the stairs, I look up and I just see my brother, you know, almost doing a basketball screen. Um, and I just see my sister just lay into him and just crush him, <laughs> and she's still just coming after me. Um, and I think that's the first time Eric felt what a sack would feel like. Um, and <laughs> it definitely, uh, I, I locked myself in the bathroom at that point and <laughs> had to wait for my, my parents to come and <laughs> kind of calm her down before I left. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. So, so we can honestly say that he has eluded many people, but not Emma. Uh, not at that age. No, he, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe he thought he could, but I think he learned real quick. <laughs> Size kind of mattered then. <laughs> so so was Emma I mean she said that obviously she relished in the fact that she could that at one point you know obviously she's the oldest sibling so at one point she was the tallest and you know that that your dad had said to her listen you're not going to be that height forever you know there's there's going to be you know they're going to catch up to you and she said that it happened you know way too quick but you know was Emma scary back then and is Emma still scary now do you guys mess with her now you leave her alone uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say, sure, she was, she was scary sometimes. If, I mean, like my brother, if you, if you get her, uh, angry enough, you, you kind of want to back off a little bit, you know, you see, you see a look and you're just like, all right, I'm, I gotta, I gotta chill out or, or I might get hurt. <laughs> but, um, no, we, we, we don't really mess with each other much anymore. Um, uh, I think we all have enough respect for each other. Uh, you know, I, I could probably... RKO my my sister uh I'll call her out but you know she uh we, we don't need to do that <laughs> we're, uh, we're 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 past that age where you know it, it's just you know it, it'd probably be you know weird and you know I don't I don't want to I don't want to hurt her <laughs> or him Fair. Uh, but you know I, I like to I like to tell my brother that you know I, I could still hurt him but you know I I my my excuse is you know I can't do that because he's got aspirations that's going for him right now. And the last thing he needs is an injury. So, um, that's my way of defending it, not being able to actually, you know, bring him to that challenge. Well, when you see your brother and you see, you know, what he's been able to do and, and, and all jokes aside, you know, he has bounced back from everything on and off the field. What does that say about him? What does that say about his ability, about his body, about his talent, about his mind, what does it say about Eric Dungey? He just wants to compete. Um, he doesn't like anything to stop him from that. Uh, he he just wants to compete. You know, like he, like you said with that question you asked him, that, that's that's all he wants to do. Um, he he <laughs> I think I think that really tells it best. Uh, it's I mean his his mentality is is just amazing how how much he wants to get out there and just and just play football or just compete, really. I mean, even when it comes to being younger kids and we would go play pig in the backyard or or uh, whatever it was, bowl in the ring, he, he wanted to win um, and he wanted to play hard. And most of the time when we were, when we were uh, playing, especially when we were younger, uh, he would be hanging out with me and my friends or my sister and her friends. So he would be, you know, playing sports at a much 
higher level. Uh, and I think that that has helped him, especially now, because he's used to that huge competition when he was younger where, you know, he probably was thinking, oh, these guys are a few years older than me. They're a lot bigger than me, but I'm still going to get out there and I'm still going to um, to give it my best and, and fight it off. And, you know, I, it got to a point where, you know, he was he was definitely able to, to beat us when it, whenever it came to basketball, um, you know, football, bull in the ring, whatever it might be. Uh, I think he's, he's always had that competitive spirit and, um, and I think he said it best in that interview, uh, with that question you asked him, uh, he just wants to compete and that, and he just wants a chance to compete and he loves that competition. That coming from Matt Dungy, the older brother of Eric, Matt, the final piece of this is something that all of you are on. It's, I call it rapid fire. It's something I've done on the show for years and it's it's when I kind of put you on the hot seat. But this is a new rapid fire. It's a different rapid fire because it's only about Eric Dungey. And I want to see how well you know your brother. So are you ready to play? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So he will he will hopefully have the final word on all of this. But here is here is the I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a bunch of things, and I want to know what the truth is. But I want to see what you think it is. So what do you think Eric would say is his favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie, Friday Night Lights, probably. All right, Friday Night Lights. What would you say is Eric's favorite food? Steak. Wow, okay. Totally different there. I, w- I want to let you know that Emma said chocolate cake. <laughs> so What? She said, <laughs> she said chocolate cake or macaroni and cheese. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think, who do you think is Eric's favorite Singer or band of all time? Of all time, uh, Eminem. Eminem, okay. Now, Emma said that he listens to classical music before the games. Can you can can you confer that or deny? He, he likes to stay calm. Um, whenever he listens to music, I remember him telling me that he likes to, uh, you know, depending on the mood, he usually likes to try to play something that keeps him, keeps him calm, but... Yeah, whenever he, he comes over, he'll, he'll uh, tell Alexa to play a, a wide variety of music, some, some old stuff, some classical. Yeah, definitely. He's He's got a good taste in music for sure. But uh, growing up, I, I remember uh, uh, we, we all we all kind of liked Eminem. That, that's when he was starting to become a pretty hot thing. So <laughs> that's why I say Eminem. <laughs> okay. What would be three words that you think Eric would use to describe you? Uh... Hmm. Better than Emma. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Besides that, what would be three descriptive words for you? Oh, geez. Um, uh, God, that's tough. I don't know. <laughs> um, what did Emma say? Emma said that you know that 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 you know he she, he would consider her to you know kind of you know kind of more along the lines of strong and determined and whatnot that he would you know give her words that that were similar to that you know that that she you know basically that she has the strength to achieve anything is what I took away from it. Yeah, um, I don't know if I can give you three words. That's that that's kind of tough, but um, uh, I would. I would think maybe loyal um uh geez <laughs> uh yeah 
loyal maybe and and uh you know determined as well okay loyal and determined uh, okay what's that you have a third one that maybe he would say um uh maybe uh a, a fighter okay. you know, I, I would say a fighter definitely how you know i was a i was a deep defensive end in um in high school and i only weighed you know 140 pounds i was i was a stick but i would definitely uh i'll definitely make it work when uh when we would be in a football game and i'd be going up against you know 300 pounders and whatnot i'd uh i'd be a scrapper definitely so yeah maybe, maybe something along those lines all right fair enough and my last rapid fire for you on your brother eric dungy speaking here with matt dungy is what are your word or, or there's two actually what do you want for Eric? If you could just put into words what you want for him in his life, what would that be? I I just I want I want to be happy and, and feel like he's accomplished a lot because he really has. Um, I, I I think I think the bottom line is I I just I want him to be I want him to be happy. That's that's the number one thing. And the final rapid fire on your brother Eric is if he had a neon sign above him that just flashed a mission statement, it flashed something that described him, what would it be? Hmm. Um, I, <laughs> that's a unique one. Um, like, well, like I said, he, he's a very competitive guy, so maybe, uh, maybe just compete. As, as cheesy as that sounds, but um, competitive, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's an interesting question. Okay, so the neon sign would say competitive, we would say. Well, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I could give a better answer than that, but <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really good with these rapid-fire questions, obviously. <laughs> it's a, no, no, you're doing, you're doing fine. I think, I, think if, I think if we told Eric that you said competitive or competitor, I'm sure that he would appreciate that. So with that being said, I'm going to take you off the hot seat, Matt. This is Matt Dungy, older brother of Eric Dungy, in this Wake Up Call with Dan Satora special dedicated to Eric Dungy with his family. And so I can't thank you enough. I appreciate that. You and, and, and Emma have given completely different answers when it comes to his favorite you know, favorite band and favorite movie and favorite food. So it'll be interesting to see what the truth is of all of this. But you both have come together to say some pretty tremendous things about your brother. And, and all jokes aside, you know, Matt, I, I thank you for your time. And I thank you for all that you've done, because uh, you can tell just through your words and your honesty, how important your brother is to you. And that shines through to it. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. And I, I do want to ask you here in closing, what does the NFL get if they get Eric Dungy, the, a team that says, you know what, we're going to pick him up, we're going to give him an opportunity? What are they getting when they get Eric Dungy? What is what is any team out there, any company out there, when they bring in Eric, what are they getting? Oh, well, they're going to get a great surprise. That, that's always been the key. You know, that uh, I'm sure nobody knew who Eric Dungy was when he got to Syracuse and when he had to start playing early as a freshman. Um, he was he was killing it. Um, I think any team that picks Eric up will will realize his potential. I mean, he's he's a he's a tactical genius when it comes to football. Uh, if 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 you put him out there and let him, you know, call his own plays and whatnot, I'm I'm very confident he could he could probably beat any team because he can see the field. He can just he's he's a, he's a chess player, you know. Um, 
I think they would be in for one hell of a good surprise if, if you know, someone picks him up, whether it be the NFL or a company. Uh, he would he would bring a lot of uh, good things to the table, most definitely, and he's done it many times before. That comment from Matt Dungey. Matt, I appreciate it. I appreciate your time in this special. Thank you for all that you've done in surprising your brother for this. And above all things, I want to thank you for your service. And I wish you nothing but the best because I know you're looking to protect this country in another way. And I, I, I pray and I hope that everything works out for in your favor. And I hope that you you know, continue to live your dreams. And, and we just want to thank you for your service. Thank you very much, Dan. I appreciate that. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Having peace of mind when you're out of town, that your furry-loving friend is safe and sound, means taking them to Canine Campground. Because we all know that when it comes to the love of our pets, it goes well beyond the call of duty to make sure they're safe and sound. Right, Lily? So take a ride to 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse, New York, and see Canine Campground and where your dog will be staying, in the classic cabin, the executive cabin, the grand cabin, or of course, the luxury cabin, because if you know Lily, you know she loves luxury. Now you don't have to wait to the last minute to find a family member or a friend that'll take your dog for a few days. Call Canine Campground at 315-299-4013. That's 315-299-4013. Their drop-off and pickup times are Monday through Sunday. Check K9Campground.com for more information. That's the letter K, the number 9, and campground spelled with a K.com. K9Campground.com. When you're going out of town, bring your dog to K9 Campground. Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find. Unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us Central and Upstate New Yorkers, as well as beyond, for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is Penn and Trophy. Browse their products on penandtrophy.com. That's penandtrophy.com. And call them for more information at 315-422-8797. That's 315-422-8797. Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus. Located right next to Costco in Township 5. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature Top It breakfast bar with over 30 different toppings to personalize the most important meal of the day. All complimentary with your stay. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676. True by Hilton Camillus. Hilton quality service at the most affordable price.
The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. We are inside of this Eric Dungy special. It's a tribute show to Eric Dungy here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And the reason why doing something like this is because Eric is someone who not only means a lot to the Syracuse football program and helping to bring it back and help you know them to get to double-digit victories for the first time in 17 years and be ranked in both polls for the first time in 17 years and start 4-0 and for the first time since 1991. All of that is well and good, but it's the character of the human being. It's what he does. It's how he fights. It's how he pushes himself, and it's the inspiration he's been not only to me, but to people all over this country and, and the world potentially seeing what he can do and, and why he goes about what he does. You never know how far your reach is. You just know if you do things the right way, and you give it all you got, that eventually it'll help you out and hopefully will pave the way for somebody else. So I have the opportunity and the honor of having his family on the show today. You've heard from Emma. You've heard from Matt as well. And now it's time to hear from Papa Dungy. Tim Dungy's with us right now for the first time ever on the show, and I appreciate having him on. Tim, how you doing this morning? Dan, I'm doing great. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And, and, and Tim, first and foremost here, I want to ask you about this because speaking with, with Cindy, speaking with Eric's mom, you know, she said, I don't talk to Eric about football. You know, him and his dad talk about that. Just what you could say about what your relationship is and if this football conversation is something that you've had with him since he was little or when that conversation kind of started. Well, I would tell you that it started when he was very little. And, um, you know, I played quarterback like he did, and we had, we've had a lot of conversations throughout the years about you know, different situations that come up and playing the position. And, and um, so we've we've been engaged. Now, I, what I try not to do is overwhelm them and spend too much time on it. So we talk a lot about academics and everything else going on in his life, but uh, we do engage in, in some football discussion. And from you playing quarterback in your time, just what you could say about your experience, what you took away from it, and for those that don't know, just what you did in your history, in your career as a quarterback. Yeah, so um, I was receiving D1 offers going into my senior year playing quarterback, and and for right, the practice right before the first game, I, I blew out my knee. This is uh, this is some time ago, so it was basically they went in, went in with practically a chainsaw 
took out, uh, fixed the ligaments and took out some cartilage and probably took out too much. And um, so that was the end of my football career. I ended up playing some college basketball. But, um, you know, I've always told Eric, I said, you have an opportunity to, you know, do what I didn't get a chance to do, take advantage of it. And he has. When you look back on those moments, like you said, you know, getting a bunch of uh, D1 offers and then in that first practice blowing out your knee and having to have surgery, just going back to, to that moment and, and what you took away from that moment, I'm sure in the moment with, with anybody, you know, it's a heartbreaking thing, but what did that moment do to maybe build some character with you and, and just to take some positives away from it? I know you're a faithful person, and at the same time, I know moments like that kind of shake you a little bit because it's something totally out of your control. So how did you handle that moment in your life? Well, honestly, the first few days I was pretty uh, pretty devastated. But, you know, and I think Eric's got a little bit of this in him too. You, you got you to gotta kind of pick yourself up. I worked, worked through a rehab, worked really hard through a rehab, and started focusing on, you know, basketball and baseball. And, um, you know, you just got to grind it out. Uh, God works in, in some interesting ways, and that was his path for me, and I accepted it. So, I, you know, it, I, I think that experience helped me in not only my college sports life, but professional life, because you got to learn to get up when you get knocked down, even when it's a bad punch, and keep, keep moving forward one step at a time. That coming from Tim Dungy, father of Eric Dungy, here in our special here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. We've seen Eric have some injuries and bounce back from them. Have you utilized your story and, you know, kind of spoken with Eric about that in these moments where he's had his own strife and his own adversity? Have you reached back to that moment or maybe another moment and said, hey, Eric, listen, I've been here and you're going to get through this? Have you utilized that? Yeah, a little bit, but Eric, Eric already has that in him. It's part of his character. And, you know, when he broke his toe, um, you know, as disappointing as he was, and he did try to play on that thing uh, for a few games. He just couldn't get his shoe on. It was kind of funny in that regard. But, you know, I knew he'd come back. And um, he worked really, really hard at it. And obviously had a really good senior year following up that injury. So, yeah, we've, we've focused a little bit on what occurred and how you have to just keep grinding. Life isn't always easy. So, you know, just kind of seeing how, how Eric has bounced back, like you said, it's part of his character. It's just what he does. You know, people want to focus on, you know, you know this injury happened or this happened, that happened. And instead of focusing on the fact that he always bounces back and he always comes back better, I think Emma said that to me, is that he, you know, no matter what happens, he always comes back stronger. And just what you can say about that, you know, that when you're the quarterback of any team, you're going to get hit. You know, you're, you're going to have people give you their best shot because you're the person that's not only running the offense, but in a lot of cases, you're the leader of the team. So how have you seen him take adversity, take those hits, take those shots, and always come back better? Well, again, that's Eric, and that's what he's been doing his whole life. The thing I take away from him more than anything else, Dan, is that's what's going to help him get through life. And, you know, you'll have a professional career in something, whether it's football or you know, accounting or finance, and he's going to go through difficult times, and no doubt he'll work through them and succeed. And that's what I take away from him more than, more than you know, the quarterback role or, or football. 
with you playing quarterback, you know, growing up and whatnot, and then him taking that on, did he take on that mantle to be like dad? Was that, was that a piece of it or was this his own journey? What can you say about that? Well, um, I don't know how much influence I had on him, you know, cause you know, I played three sports and I always told him real athletes play multiple sports, Eric. And he did. So I, I think he kind of took that as a challenge. Um, and I've oftentimes told him, you know, when Lester first called me about, um, got a hold of me when he was trying to get a hold of Eric, he got a hold of me and told me who he was. And I said, well, if you're trying to get a hold of a quarterback in the family, Eric's the second best, talk to me. And, um, <laughs> so, so we kind of all chuckled about that. We still chuckle about it. And, um, you know, I think Eric is on his own journey. I think he learns from everybody. He's an absorber. And, you know, if you're having a conversation with him, what I've learned is um, he doesn't always give me immediate feedback. But, but but I'll see him start working on things <clears throat> that we talk about. So it's, it's, it's been interesting as I've, you know, watched him grow. Speaking here with Tim Dungy, father of Eric Dungy. And you brought up another Tim. Tim Lester is a good friend of mine. I know that when it came to getting Eric Dungy, he spoke with me about this on the recruiting trail so much. Kept telling me about this kid. You got to watch this kid on film. God, I love this kid. I'm going to go out and see him. And every chance that he got to come out to Oregon, he was talking to me, I'm going to go out and see him again. I'm going to give him a call. I'm going to see how he's doing. Just what you could say about, you know, how many times you got to see Tim Lester and just the relationship you built with Tim, because I know that he cared about Eric from a very, very long time before Eric signed that paper. You could tell that Tim was sincerely interested in Eric, um, you know, both as an individual and as a quarterback. And, you know, we, we, we dug into um, Lester's background and he was an awfully good quarterback when he played in college. And I thought he'd be a good guy to learn from. And he burned up all of his trips coming out to Oregon. He couldn't come out anymore. And that, that told us a lot. And he did a lot of due diligence on Eric while he was out here. And, um, you know, um, going cross country, by the way, Eric did have plenty of offers, not Power Five conference offers, but other offers um, that he could have taken and stayed in the West. But he really wanted to play Power Five conference, and uh, he really wanted to uh, play for for Tim and Scott. Um, once digging into Syracuse and taking a trip back there, he realized it was kind of a different New York than maybe West Coasters who haven't been back there understand, and he really liked it. And so things worked out really, really well there. Great academic institution. We needed, we needed to have that uh, as, as part of the deal. And gosh, you can't, you can't do much better than than Syracuse when it comes to that sort of academic um, reputation that that the college has. And when you had that, like you said, you know, Tim Lester had utilized all the travel that he possibly could to come out to Oregon and. And to see Eric and obviously to be around the family. What would you say your first impression was of Tim Lester when you had that first opportunity of meeting him? Sharp guy, uh, very nice mannerisms about him. Just calm, confident, um, knew he was going to be a, a good coach for Eric. And when you have that change, you know, obviously there's things that you can't control in the world of collegiate athletics and Scott Schaefer gets let go. Tim is a part of that. And the whole staff is, is let go essentially with Scott. And then there's a a shift 
And I don't think it gets talked about enough, but Nathaniel Hackett, who was the offensive coordinator before Tim Lester and before George McDonald's, when he was the offensive coordinator, you know, he, he made that statement to me because he moved on to go down to Jacksonville. And, you know, he said Blake Bortles had three different systems in four years. And people don't talk about the fact that your quarterback coach and your offensive coordinator, you know, that relationship they have with their quarterback is paramount. It's extremely important. So how did you see Eric kind of weather the storm of losing Tim and then, you know, moving on to more than one person that was going to be teaching him that quarterback role for the rest of his career at Syracuse? Well, that's a good question. Um, first of all, you know, obviously losing uh, uh, Scott and, and Tim was a concern. But then, you know, in comes Dino. And you could tell Dino, Dino had a, a way about him, a charisma. And he, and he, he played a fun style of football. And, and so it turned what was really kind of a pretty negative situation into a real positive. So that, that was good. And then, um, when we, um, um, you know, Sean Lewis, he works with Eric for two years and and that changed this year. Excuse me. So, so that was kind of a, you know, another bummer, but Eric, Eric had four different systems in high school. (laughs) Um, you know, basically two systems in college. His senior year, at least it was the first time he'd ever had a system um, senior year at Syracuse where, you know, he, he understood that thing. He got Yoda-like with, with Coach Babers. And you could tell they had a great connection. And um, that was very rewarding to see finally. And when you see him go through that, speaking here with Tim Dungy, father of Eric Dungy, in this wake-up call special on Eric Dungy, and uh, his history, not just in football, but in general. When you see him go through all of these things, I mean, you're a former quarterback. How did you, how would you assess how he handled that, going through four different systems in high school and then having Tim Lester and then Sean Lewis and then Kirk Martin in, in college? I mean, he's used to, you know, having different systems. He's used to having different coaches. It, it seems like change is the constant in Eric's life when it comes to football. How have you seen him weather through that and, and handle the changes. Yeah, there's two components to that. One is the, the personal, just the different individuals that are coaching him. And the other is the systems. Um, I think, you know, Eric from first grade on always got along with teachers and coaches. He's always very respectful. So on the personal side, um, you know, I, I, I'm not surprised at all. Um, he's also very cerebral. And so I think he could handle it. And he, and he did handle it. He's a quick learner. Um, so I was, I'm frankly proud of the way he, he's worked through that. Now I, I tell you, if he gets an opportunity to play at the next level, I think they're going to find, they get a guy that, you know, catches on pretty quick to, to different systems. Seeing that, seeing him be able to kind of bounce through different systems and whatnot, just what that does for you, because, you know, you've obviously had to develop and, and you can not only speak from being his father and being around him and watching him grow, but you can speak from playing the same position, how difficult it is to have different personalities, different mindsets, different schemes, different offenses to work with, just how you've seen him hone his skills and essentially be a chameleon when it comes to the different opportunities he's been placed in. Yeah, I, I tell you, um, it, it's, it's not the ideal, but I think he's handled it well. 
And, you know, when you can, when you, when you have to think too much when you're playing that position because you're learning something new, um, it takes a little bit of the playing the position away. And so I think he was a quick learner. Now, in college, these guys spend so much time on their positions. Um, I, I've frankly been surprised at the amount of time uh, a D1 athlete puts into, you know, basically their scholarship, earning their scholarship. Man, they put in some hours. And um, so there is an advantage for all these guys in that regard with all the film and review and practice and, you know, individual practices and workouts that, you know, I think makes it a little bit easier at the college level. Eric has had so much to, you know, go through to get to where he is. You and I had spoken about the fact, uh, you know, when I when I had asked him that question after the Camping World Bowl, how the emotion kind of just came out of him. And you and I spoke about it, you know, recently here off the air where you said, it, you know, it was almost like he saw four years just kind of all culminate into this one and just kind of come out, have all the emotion of the last four years come out. Just when you saw that, and you saw him kind of release all of that emotion after the Camping World Bowl, just what your thoughts were as his dad to know everything he's been through, to see him win, to see him get MVP, and then to see him have that moment where he really just let it all out. You know, it might sound a little uh, a little strange, but I was real proud of him because I know that inside there is, is, is a fire burning and – he um, just had to – he had to let it out at some point. <laughs> you know, I know that thing got a lot of hits, but I was proud of him. It really was. To see that, to see him do that, you know, to just be so honest publicly, you know, just, just what that does as a father to show your to, – to, to show strength because, you know, that's how I was always raised. And my grandmother and my mom would always say that, you know, Showing your emotion doesn't make you weak. It actually makes you one of the stronger people in the world to be able to show the world who you are and what you feel. And just, you know, we've seen his strength on the field, but in that moment off the field, how did that show you his strength, that he was unafraid and unapologetic to just be himself in that moment, like in any other moment? Yeah, Yeah, unafraid, uh, unapologetic are are good terms for it, but, you know, he just kind of had to let it happen. Um, it's it's been a, a kind of a roller coaster four years, and you know I've always told all the kids that you know when things are going well, don't get too high, and when things are not going well, don't get too low. You got to try to keep a, a a level head through the good times and the bad. But um, he wanted to get to a bowl and win a bowl so bad, and to finally see them get that opportunity. And, and you had a, a fan base there, a, a group of Syracuse fans who were excited and boisterous and loud and having fun. And, and it was just cool. It's just a real cool moment. Seeing that moment, seeing that come to fruition, Eric was used to four and eight seasons. He was used to a team that didn't end with a winning record, didn't have a winning record in the ACC, didn't do this, didn't do that, didn't get to play in a bowl game. He wanted that. He wanted to play in a bowl game, like you said. He wanted to win a bowl game. To have that be his final moment in Syracuse, could it could it be any more of an Eric Dungy story than that, that he fought so hard for those first three years, that in year number four, his final year, that's when he hoists the trophy, 
That's when the team gets 10 wins. That's when they can say that they're second in the ACC only to the Clemson Tigers and that they gave Clemson a hell of a fight more than any other team out there this season, really. Just, I mean, was that the perfect ending to the Eric Dungy story in Syracuse, knowing that he had fought through all of that adversity to get to that moment and that that was the exclamation point on his career at Syracuse? I don't know how it gets any better, Dan. I don't know how it gets any better. Seeing that moment for him, seeing him grow, seeing him blossom, see him become what he is today, what can you say? You know, you talked about being proud as a father, not just on the field, but off the field as well. How has Eric grown? Where where has he grown the most in your eyes and, and just what you can say about, you know, this little kid that had a dream and now you're watching him work to realize that just how you've seen him grow over the years? You know, he grew up in a uh, in a community that, you know, from, from youth through high school, the high school kids always took care of him. And he kind of learned that, you know, as you get older, you you put your arm around the younger kids, and um, that's something that was always uh, I was always always very proud of. But what you saw when he was at Syracuse, you know, he, he never fought, forgot those those kids, and um, took a lot of time with them. I mean, we get we get mail here at the house from kids, you know, with a picture of him that want him to sign sign his autograph and things, and he loves doing that sort of thing. Um, so what's cool is he's 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 kept his head. He's sincerely appreciative of everything that he's received, and and he's humble about it. And but meanwhile, he's kind of looking down, you know, upstream at what's coming down, and wants to make sure that all these people are well taken care of along the way. To look at the offers that he received, he had so many offers, and he had offers from schools, you know, he had interest from schools like Brown and Harvard and Yale. I mean, these schools that are, they're known for their education and known for everything, you know, they bring forward from there in Wyoming where Josh Allen ended up going would have been the backup to Eric Dungy. Now he's in the NFL with the Buffalo Bills. Just what we could say about this. I mean, he ultimately chose Syracuse, but Eric is strong-minded on the field, but also in the classroom. And I want to give credit to, you know, those connections to Brown and Harvard and Yale and, and also to schools like Navy and schools like the Air Force and, and you know, Wyoming, obviously, where he could have, you know, led that offense and done some beautiful things there. Just what you could say about the fact that it's never been really spoken about enough or even at all sometimes that he had offers from very reputable schools in the classroom and on the field. Well, practically every Mountain West school, um, you know, offered him. One didn't, and um, you know as it relates to the Harvards and the Browns and the Navies, uh, impeccable education. But the one thing that we were looking for was great academics, and he still wanted to play Power Five conference football. He felt he had something to prove there, and, and you know I think he more than did that. But you know, think about Syracuse um, that people out west. I wish understood better is it's a heck of an academic institution. And if I were in the athletic department at Syracuse, I might try to brand that, that company, you know, coast to coast and do a little more national recruiting. I know there's a lot of issues with that, travel and expense, but, um, you know, out here, every, everyone's familiar with Syracuse now. Um, always were due to basketball and lacrosse, 
Um, but, you know, Syracuse is going to be no slouch. I think Dino's going to, Dino and the, and the group that's coming through are going to, going to continue moving forward with the program and they're going to start getting better athletes and their choice of athletes. And it's all going to go, go really well. And I think Eric's real proud of the fact that he and guys like Zaire and that group and the current senior group were all a big part of that turnaround. Speaking here with Tim Dungy, father of Eric Dungy, and our special here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Before we get to our special rapid-fire Eric Dungy edition, I, I do want to speak with you on dedication, commitment, keeping his word. Lake Ridge High School went through some tumultuous times. Matt spoke about it. He stayed committed to this school. He stayed with Lake Ridge even when Lake Ridge was struggling. And, you know, a quarterback that's trying to be noticed and trying to be seen was dedicated to his team above everything else. A quarterback who wants to make it to the NFL stayed with Syracuse, and even though he wanted to be to, wanted to be seen, stayed dedicated to his teammates and stayed dedicated to the school he gave his word to. We know Eric staying true to his word. We know him being dedicated. We know him saying, I'm going to do what I need to do, but I'm going to do it with the school that I promised my time to. Just how you have seen him go from Lake Lake Ridge, where even when there was adversity, he stayed true to his word, and then Syracuse, with all of their adversity, stayed true to his word, and just what that means to you with his word having value and having weight in the world today. Well, it speaks to his character. And, you know, it would have been easy in high school to, you know, bag our, our zip code and, and, and go to a, you know, powerhouse Catholic school. And, and out here, the Catholic schools play against the public schools. And so, you know, they're usually, because they can go to different zip codes, they're usually pretty good. We had those opportunities. And and he chose to stay, you know, in, in zip code and play at Lake Ridge. Um, I suppose you could say that with the departure of Schaefer, Coach Schaefer, that, you know, he probably could have considered some other things, but he met Coach Babers and really liked him and looked into him and, and felt that at that point it made most sense to stay at Syracuse. And, you know, today so many people move around so much in sports. I mean, it's, they're even doing it in high school. And it's, it's, I don't know what happened to loyalty, but he's a loyal guy. I think that's part of the thing that his teammates are attracted to him for. You know, he, he's got their back. And, to kind of sum it up here, you know, kind of going through it all, you talk about that loyalty, loyalty to who he is. I found it very interesting that when Dino Babers came in to Syracuse, and I would like to say, I mean, I've built a relationship with Dino and have a good relationship with Dino, and I respect him, and I had a very good relationship with Scott, and I respect him as well. When Dino came in, in the press conference, he said, you know, Eric's not going to run as much as you're used to. We're going to try and pull that back. About a year later, his second year with Eric, he goes, well, you know, Eric runs. That's just what he does. Now, I, I kind of laugh about that because when he said, we're going to try and pull Eric back a little bit, I was like, mm, you can try. It's not going to work. And, you know, just what you could say to that, that, that Dino kind of came in and said, hey, we're going we're, we're gonna to run him a little bit less. And then he embraced Eric Dungy being Eric Dungy because it's just what he does. Yeah. Um First of all, I think he got smarter through the years about who he took on and when he ran out of bounds and when he slid. Um, but, you know, there's a, there's a lot of advantages to having a guy who can 
you know, create some space and move the chains with his legs. And he also threw a lot on the run this year. <clears throat> so um, I, I think I think it creates a lot of uh, disadvantages for a defense to plan against. When you see what he's been able to do uh, since since finishing up at Syracuse and training out there in Oregon, just what you could say about that, you know, how he is improving every bit of his game in anticipation of the NFL and in, in anticipation of an opportunity there, just what he's been doing training-wise to get even better because, you know, you think you can't, he can't get bigger, he gets bigger. You think he can't get more accurate, he works on that, and that he can't get the zip on the ball better. And I know he's working on every little piece of his game and just what you can say, you know, what he's doing in Oregon to be set for the NFL and to show them a better Eric Dungy than even we saw this past season. Yeah, he's totally focused on Pro Day back in Syracuse and, and, and really looking forward to it. But what I can tell you is there's kind of two components to this, too. Um, his, his quarterback coach, Jay Keeps, is doing an absolutely fantastic job with a couple of minor tweaks, and the ball's popping much better than it did when he started. So that's that's been cool. The other thing is um, they spent a lot of time going through film and NFL languages and that sort of thing, and he, he tells me he's learned a ton about playing the position and really looking forward to going through some interviews about it. Then on the uh, on the physical side, uh, for sports performance, um, you know, I, I, it's, it's a smaller group. We were going to check. We were checking out some places in San Diego, but decided to put them up in Seattle um, instead. It's smaller group, focused attention. Um, he's he's getting stronger. He's getting faster. He's actually lost some weight. Um, and if you're losing a little weight and getting stronger, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. And um, so all the way around, he's 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 tuning himself up really well. And and just why Jake Heaps was the the right guy to work with? What was it about you know Jake that you just saw in him? Because you know obviously this time in between finishing up and going into the NFL draft, this crucial time, these these months in between where you go and find somebody and, you know, it, it really can pay off dividends for you, who you work with. Why was Jake the right guy for Eric? You know, we, we talked to a few people about working with him and Jake, first of all, I liked his background in terms of experience, college and pros. Um, he works with Russell Wilson, who's obviously a, uh, a guy that knows the quarterback position and knows how to choose guys to work with. But um, Jake was interested in Eric. And um, a little bit like the Lester thing, I think, is in that he, he was paying a lot of attention. He wanted to work with him. Um, he, he agreed to keep the group small, which he's done. And and so he's getting some individualized attention that um, Eric's taking advantage of. So it worked out really well. That coming from Tim Dungy, father of Eric Dungy in the special here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. The last piece of this, Mr. Dungy, is to put you on the hot seat, on the rapid fire seat. Now, your children, we've already heard from, have been on the hot seat. I asked them the exact same questions. They gave me completely different answers. So at the end of this all, as you and I spoke about, Eric will have an opportunity, God willing, to tell us who was correct. So are you ready to play the rapid-fire Dungy edition? Fire away. Who is Eric's favorite singer or band? God, he goes all over the place. Um, I can't answer that, Dan. (laughs) 
I'm going to have to go neutral. <laughs> you have to go neutral. Well, you now Emma did say he listens to everything on the spectrum, and Matt did say that as well. They picked different people or different groups, but they said essentially that he listens to a little bit of everything. He does, and that's why it's so difficult to pick somebody. But he's a hip hopper. He's a uh, uh, classic country rock guy, which is my favorite. Um, you know, uh, modern pop. I mean, whatever's going on, he's listening to. Let me ask you, who's your favorite classic country, classic, you know, your classic rock? Who is your favorite of that? The Eagles. The Eagles. Okay, fair enough. Now, is there truth to the fact that Eric, when he has his headphones on before a game and he's throwing and warming up and getting ready, that he listens to classical music, that he likes to have something calm him down? I've never heard that. Okay, that's what Emma said. So now, what what would you say is Eric's favorite food? Well, he would tell you anything his mom makes. Um, but you know, I think he's kind of a big pasta guy. Okay, all right, totally different answers from that. Favorite movie of Eric's? Gladiator. All right, each of you were different on that. What would be three words that Eric would use to describe you? Three words to describe me. Yes. Dad, good father. All right. Fair enough. What do you want for Eric? If he was sitting here right now next to me listening, what would you tell him more than anything else you want for him? Happiness. And the final piece... If there was a neon sign hanging above Eric's head that described who he was, what would it say? Grinder. Grinder. All right, fair enough. A lot. I, I believe that everybody's kind of used that one word, one word answer here. So very interesting, and interesting that we keep getting different answers here. So with that being said. Tim Dungy here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora speaking on his son, Eric Dungy. Tim, I can't thank you enough for the time that you spent and for all that you do. I know that you are a man of faith, and I know that you obviously have uh, have brought a lot of positives to not only Eric's life, but to your family in general. So on behalf of myself and everybody listening in, thank you for what you've done, and thank you for you know just being a dad out there that tries to teach the right morals and values. We appreciate it. Dan, I appreciate the time. Thank you very much for spending some time with me today. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Utica Pizza Company spells family. Your family. My family. Their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens, they're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Gear up with the real deal at Dreising Apparel. 
creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. So look professional, look good, and feel good. Outfit yourself at drysigapparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus, located right next to Costco in Township 5. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature sport court where you can enjoy basketball, volleyball, pickleball, soccer, lacrosse, and more year-round in their indoor facility. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676. True by Hilton Camillus. Hilton quality service at the most affordable price. Hi, friends and fans. Home Team Pub is the place to be to cheer on your fave home team. Located at 7990 Oswego Road in Liverpool, HTP has you covered with an amazing drink selection. Let's not forget about the signature drinks or those kid-approved gourmet milkshakes. The happy hour specials and pub entrees will have your mouth watering. Check out the website, hometeampub.com, or follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more specials. At Home Team Pub, you're always the MVP. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. It is always, always an honor and a privilege to be here with you Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time right here on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt and on the wakeupcalldt.com homepage. Here on today's show, as you know, as you've been listening in, this is a special that I'm doing with the Dungey family. Eric did not know about this. This was a kind of surprise. So Emma Dungey, his sister, you heard from her first, and then you heard from his brother, Matt Dungey. You've heard from his dad, Tim, and now it is time for us to have Cindy, his mother on. Cindy Dungey is here with us on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora right now in this wall-to-wall special celebrating Eric Dungey, the person, more so than just simply the football player. And so it's it's an honor for me to have Cindy on the show. We've conversed, and she's been connected with what I've done over the years, but this is the first time I've gotten to welcome her to the show, and I am more than honored to do so. So, Cindy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. And, and absolutely. And, and, Cindy, I mean, you and I, I, I mean, obviously on social media, I would see, you know, if I put something up, maybe you'd repost it or, you know, or comment or whatever that may be. I mean, you, you've been connected, you stay connected to this, this Syracuse world. What's it been like for you? What's the experience been like for you to, you know, have your son not just be a player on Syracuse's team, but be the person that was always talked about? I mean, when you're, when he's, when you're playing quarterback, 
you're always going to hear about that position and typically the head coach. How have you handled that as a mom, knowing that he was always in the news? Well, I it's not something you really kind of prepare for. And as with so many things with Eric, you know, we were not he was supposed to uh, redshirt his freshman year and sitting in Oregon and having a tape delay on the on the game where he ended up going in in the first five minutes of that game. Um, it just be it just was one more unexpected thing that you just sort of deal with. So it's been uh, it's been interesting. And when you see that, when you, you when you see, like you said, he's supposed to redshirt his freshman year and he comes out almost immediately and has played all the way through as a freshman, sophomore, junior, and a senior. Just just what that has been like for you to, like you said, that ad-libbing world of knowing that, you know, he was going to have a little bit of time, was supposed to have a little bit of time to learn and get himself acclimated, and he was thrown right out there pretty much from that first moment and that was his job all the way through. Yeah, I mean, I just remember he he arrived in July. He didn't even know where all the buildings on campus were, and <laughs> and he sort of <laughs> was at the helm. So it was just an interesting thing. The other thing they also often do with um, with red shirts is they they load up the more difficult classes up front so that the kids can get them out of the way. So Eric also had a very loaded schedule as as well. So. It was interesting, and he he did a good job. He always uh, seems to to make things work. So, when you see you know kind of what he had to go through, and, and that side of it that that doesn't get talked about ever is you know loading up the schedule early on because if you're going to redshirt in the beginning, get those tough classes out of the way. So as you go through your time and you're focusing on football and and you're growing and expanding your role on the team, you don't have these as intense courses. His situation where they say, okay, you're going to take these tougher classes first, and guess what? You're going to also be starting on the team. How did you see him navigate through that? Because that's a piece of the world of, of sports and student athletes that we never hear about. You know, they they have a wonderful program at Syracuse. They they take the academics very seriously, and and they, they helped him along either with uh, tutoring or, I mean, he just – He's a good student, always has been, and and uh, I think he took advantage of all the uh, all the things the university had to offer. So that was also very good. Speaking here with the mother of Eric Dungy, Cindy, and Cindy, to you know, you and I have spoken about this off the air in the sense of you know how Eric plays the game and how he is always you know putting himself out there going. 110%, 150%, 200% all the time. Just just what you've taken from that. I mean, is this something you've always seen in your son, not just with football, but in general? Has he always been that high energy, give it your all, 100 miles an hour every moment? It Was, was that always Eric, so to speak? That was always Eric. Eric was uh, always a, a body in motion. Um, when he was a little kid, he would climb up on top of the highest point, no matter where we were, inside or out, and then, you know, oftentimes hurl himself, you know, whether it was the top of the bunk beds in his room with his brother or, you know, the swing set in the backyard. Um, He, it's funny because um, a lot of people said that baseball was actually his best sport, but I think he'll tell you that uh, it was just too boring for him. Um, He pitched and he played shortstop, but 
it was just too much downtime. And if you ever noticed him on the on the sidelines, um, he was always moving around. He he never stands still, and he's uh, he's just he's just very active. Always was, um, probably always will be. And and having that, like you said, he would always climb to the highest point. What he did at Syracuse was the same you know I think that motif as well as climbing to the highest point dealing with four and eight seasons over and over and over again but never stopped believing never stopped climbing never stopped reaching and got to a point where he was on a team that won 10 games for the first time in a very very long time uh, since 2001 got themselves to a bowl game got a victory in a bowl game he got MVP of that just what you can say about even though maybe this time it took a little bit longer your little boy that always climbed to the highest point, climbed to the highest point of Syracuse football, where it's for a very long time, for decades, he got them to the highest point that they've been in a very long time. Well, we just couldn't be prouder of him um, and the entire team. He was surrounded by some really terrific kids um, that I was lucky enough to get to meet a lot of them, um, some of their parents. It, it was it was a great great achievement for the team really was and glad that Eric was part of it and you know Eric coming on to this team first and foremost was with Scott Schaefer and his staff and Tim Lester and and I tell people all the time if if you love Eric and you love what he does and you you know love what he's done for Syracuse football then you should thank Tim Lester for that because Tim and I had spoken about Eric way back And when he was recruiting Eric, he told me, he's like, you got to watch this kid's film. And he went out every chance that he could. Every time it was legal to go out to Oregon, he went out to Oregon and spent time with him and, you know, uh, kind of burned up all of his all of his opportunities to travel to to be around Eric. And just what you could say about Tim Lester and that relationship, because I knew he cared about him from that first moment, really. and, And he's cared about him all the way through. I mean, this past season, he said, you know, I look forward to the fact when the season's over because you can't contact players on other teams. And he's like, I really just wanted to call him and see how he's doing. So just what you could say about Tim Lester and, and what he did for Eric. Well, from the very beginning, um, he's just a, a terrific person, a wonderful family, um, very honest, um, very, very committed. I felt very comfortable with him from the very get go. And so did Eric. And, you know, that was, um, I always kind of sat back with this whole thing. And, um, he was, he was lucky enough to have been contacted by a lot of very, very cool coaches. Um, but the connection that he had with Tim and Scott was exceptional. And I think it was a just a level of trust and and uh, a feeling of um, genuine um, respect. So it was it was very thankful. And uh, those those two guys are are still friends. Speaking here with Cindy Dungy, the mother of Eric, uh, Cindy, when you go back to those moments and in that level of trust and, and just how special Tim Lester and Scott Schaefer are in the lives of the Dungies, you know, just what, what was it about their personality when you talk about, cause I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, I had professional and personal relationships with both of these gentlemen, a lot of guys on the staff that they, they are different. They feel different. They still feel different to me today. And they probably always will. 
did you know it from from that first moment? Did you get a sense of of their difference right off the bat? Just what you could say about their personality and the genuineness, because I agree with you completely that you know these are the type of people that what you see is truly what you get. Oh, absolutely. Um, and uh, I think uh, uh, with regard to Scott Schaefer, uh, there were a lot of similarities with their with his personality and uh, Eric's dad. So I think um, his 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 personality and and coaching style synced up with um, what Eric's dad had had been. You know, he coached uh, Eric in youth in basketball, um, and so he was familiar, sort of, with um, you know, just there was a there was a kinship there, I think. And you know, Eric's dad that you just brought up, you know, Tim had played obviously quarterback, and and I asked him if if Eric ever you know took anything from him or, or looked up to him and and wanted to you know kind of mirror his dad. Did you feel that at all? Did you feel that Eric? was drawn to football, drawn to being a quarterback because of Tim? Oh, I would, I would think so. Um, Tim was actually um, quite an athlete in, in his hometown in Oregon. Um, so I, I think going into town, people always knew who Tim was. So Eric, Eric probably had a little feeling of that, some pride, definitely. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, boys want to be, be like their dads, so... But is it fair to say that he's also a, a little bit of a mama's boy too? I mean, there's there's love for mom in this. I know. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I re- I remember one game and and we didn't even meet this day, but I remember one game Eric had had gotten hit and he went out of the game, and I remember coming out of you know where the media typically comes out of the Carrier Dome. And you had pulled up and you were in the car and you picked him up and you were just right there in that moment. And just just to speak, I mean, that moment stuck with me because I have a very caring, very, very loving mother, um, my best friend, my first best friend. And what she's done in my life, you know, she was always the person that was there in that moment, whether it's a great moment, a crisis moment, whatever it may be. And when I saw you pull up that day, I was like, that's a good mom right there. What can you say about your relationship with Eric and how it's blossomed over time and that whenever he needs you, you're there, and even if he doesn't say he needs you, you're still there? Well, I think I'm no different than any any mother, honestly, Dan. So um, I just – I love my kids. I love all three of them and, um, you know, fortunate to have been able to go to, you know, most of his games. So – I was always going to be around and I always wait for him afterwards. It's just, you know, that's what, that's what we do. (laughs) And when you have that connection, you know, with all of your children, you know, obviously Matt's been on the show, Emma's been on the show here today and, and we're speaking on Eric, just what you can say about your kids and, and about, you know, what they've all meant to you. And because they, they, they all have their personalities they all have their comedy. They all have their fun. But the, the thing that, you know, a difference of personality and whatnot, what, what I see from each of them is Eric is what you see is what you get. And so is Matt. And so is Emma. They're very honest. They're very open. They're very protective 
of the things that they care about and there's leadership. I mean, you have to be a proud mom to have these three as your kids and, and just to speak on Matt and Emma and Eric and, and just, you know, what it is to be their mother because you say, hey, every mom's like that, but I know that there's there's moms out there that, that go the extra mile and, and you seem to have three great kids. So just what you can say about your kids. I'm really lucky and, you know, so far none have been incarcerated, so that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they, they do care about each other. Um, I, I, I just want them to be good humans. We need more of those on this planet and, uh, I love them. They just, they're great kids. And a lot of that, I think sometimes is, uh, is, is by the grace of God. So I'm just, uh, I'm happy they turned out to be who they are and I'm, I'm proud of each of them. Speaking here with Cindy Dungy, the mother of Eric Dungy, obviously, with his connection to Syracuse and, and what he is doing from here and his hopeful NFL career, as well as everything he does moving forward. And like you, you spoke about, Cindy, being a, a proud mom, you, you told me off the air that you really don't talk a lot of sports with Eric. You really don't talk a lot of football with him. So, you know, what are the conversations that you like to have with Eric? What are some of the things that maybe you connect on with him outside of the world of football? Okay, so yeah, I try to engage with him about field hockey and how that was actually a really cool sport growing up. But, you know, he's a kid from the West Coast. He had no idea, you know, what the sport involved. And uh, so, he, he, you know, I, I tried that sport. We go down that trail. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the football and the basketball and the baseball when he's in season, no, no. Um, you know, he, he wants to know what's for dinner. What, what am I cooking? Um, you know those type of things. Um, so I, I pretty much, I stay clear of that. That's, that's what his dad talks to him about. And, uh, you know, he needs, he needs a break from that too. So hopefully I, 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 I kind of respect that. Have you gotten Eric on board with field hockey at this point? Oh no. (laughs) I mean, I think, I think actually, I think, a little bit now because the Syracuse girls team is so good. Um, so that was, that was fun. And, um, Oh, the other thing was that Tim Lester's wife was, uh, was a field hockey player. So, you know, I think, I think he, he, he softened up a little bit when he got to Syracuse. So, yeah. And when you see that to go back to Tim Lester and Scott Schaefer, when, whenever there's a change, there's always concern and, you know, it's what's it going to be and, and how is how is this going to affect, you know, my kid and what's it going to mean for their future? How did you navigate it as a family? How how did you and and Tim as as well as, you know, everybody, Emma and Matt, because when you get that news of, hey, there's going to be a change that can mean a lot of different things. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. How did you navigate it as a family, knowing that it was something that was out of your control? Well, first of all, it wasn't something new to us. Eric, um, Eric had four different coaches in the in the years in high school, so it's you know it's not something that uh, that we weren't sort of familiar with. Um, so, in in a lot of ways, um, he was prepared to just kind of keep keep doing what he does and and control what he can control. And and you know, I I had absolute faith that you know he was going to be fine. I knew he was he was going to have an opportunity, and regardless of who came, and um, so it all worked out. I've seen people jump over things before 
I like to think that I can jump over things, but Eric likes to jump over people standing straight up. Bring me into, was he always like that? I know you talked about climbing to the highest point and whatnot, but was he always the jungle gym kid and whatnot? Because he has kind of street fighter video game type moves that we see sometimes out there on the field, and it just plays into his tenacity, and I, I call it the dog in him. But was he always like that? Was was he always, you know, seeing what he could jump over, how high he could climb? I mean, was this always an Eric Dungey thing? Um, He has some God-given athleticism, and, uh, you know, he picked up track as a junior in high school, and he was making – he was qualifying for the first state in high jump, long jump. It, it, it just, he has, he's very hoppy. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it's just, yeah. You know, why take, why take three steps when you, when you can just take one giant leap. So it's just, again, that, that body in motion, you know, it, it, it's just, a you know, an, another aspect of that same, <laughs> that same play. And everybody goes through different things. You know, there's all different adversity. You know, obviously, Eric went through, you know, tough times season-wise with, you know, four and eight seasons and whatnot. Injuries happen. But I feel like what we don't talk about enough, and it's something that I think we should talk about, is Eric never said die. When the team lost, he never gave up. When he went through injury, he never gave up. His body's bounced back. His mind has bounced back. His heart is always there. His soul is in the game. Just to speak on that side of it, there's been so much of a narrative about all of the negative in the world that we live in today, not just with Eric, but in general. So I would like to share this part with you being his mother and knowing that your son has literally never given up, no matter what anybody said, no matter what anybody thought, no matter what happened to him in and out of his control, he never gave up. And he was the one that got to hoist multiple trophies at the end of this season because he never gave up. So just to speak on that. Well, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm lost with the question, but just, um, it's just been his nature. He's, he is, he's competitive. He's, he's fearless. He's relentless. And, um, he has, he has a lot of belief. He has a lot, a lot of belief in, in things that I can do that and we can do that. And, um, I think that, that pretty much is the story of, of who he is and 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 how he is. And and really to clarify that when you said that you were kind of lost with the question a little bit there, really just to, to me what I was getting at was the fact that I feel like people focus on the adversity but not the overcoming of it, and he has always been able to overcome anything thrown his way. Well, yeah, I think uh... – I think he knows that you 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 have to overcome it. You have to get past it. You have to you have to deal with whatever obstacles in order to move forward. Has he always had that that strong mindedness? Because I talk about the mentality of of the game and, and the game of football, the game of life. That you know you could prepare as much as you want to prepare. You could do all of these things perfectly. But if you're not strong-minded, strong-willed, if you don't believe you can, if you don't have the confidence, then everything you've worked up to this doesn't really get you anywhere because you have to believe in it. Was he always the strong-minded kid that said, if you don't think I can, that's your opinion, but I'm going to do it anyway? 
No, I'd have to. I can't think of a time that he wasn't like that. So yes. <laughs> And, and as he steps forward here, before I let you go, speaking with Cindy Dungy, the mother of Eric, uh, Cindy, to if you were sitting in front of a bunch of NFL executives, if you were in, sitting in front of any job that Eric wanted to have in the business world or any type of world, what would you say if they said to you, why Eric, how would you answer that? Why Eric? Why Eric? Because he's going to be a winner. He's going to be a winner in whatever capacity is measured. That coming from Cindy Dungy. Cindy, I want to do something with you here at the end. It's called Rapid Fire, but it's a special Rapid Fire. Been doing this for years on the show, but this is the Eric Dungy edition of Rapid Fire, where I'm going to put you on the hot seat, and I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about Eric that Emma has answered, Matt has answered, and Tim has answered. The irony is they've all answered differently to the same question, and I can't wait to hear what Eric has to say about who's right and who's way off. So, so my first, Emma thinks that she did the worst, but my my question, my first one to you is, what is Eric's favorite food? Oh, God. <laughs> Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Okay, so we're par for the course here. Everybody said a different answer. <laughs> what is the What is the favorite thing? What What would you say is his favorite dish that you make? Since you said earlier on here in the show that he, he calls you up and wants to talk about what's mom cooking. So what, do, what would you say is, is his favorite meal that you make? Oh, any meal with mashed potatoes. Any, any meal with mashed potatoes. What is his favorite movie? Oh, that changes. That's that's a hard one because I've heard him answer this question and it changes. So, mm. I have. You know what? I I, I don't know. Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Okay. What is his favorite band? Or group of all time, his favorite, his favorite listening pleasure, so to speak. Okay, another hard question because he listens like his mama here. We listen to a lot of different music, and it just really depends on what he's listening to. I mean, he does. He listens to a lot of country these days, but he he loves uh, hip hop. So, um, oh boy, I gotta, I gotta. All right. Uh, this is going to be wrong, but I'm going to say Post Malone. Post Malone, okay. Now, d- does does Mama listen to country with him? Are you a country fan or no? Uh, no, but his dad is. Okay, fair enough. Now, Emma said that he listens to classical music before a game. Yeah, that's a new thing he started this year. Okay. I think last year was like John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, fair enough. What is one thing that Eric would say about you? um that i'm hard (laughs) on him that's your heart now now in what way or just just tough love mom is that is that how it is yeah i'm tough okay all right fair enough and what what do you want for eric if you could have anything in this world for him what do you want for eric oh i just want i want him to be happy Simple as that. Simple as that. My my last one in the rapid fire is if Eric had a neon sign hanging above him everywhere he went, what would it say? Do I get to pick the sign? 
Yeah, I mean, I essentially what you think it would say. Oh, I would put BBK. And that would be for? That's just a little private uh, uh, initials. All right. He'll know what it means. <laughs> fair enough. So you would put BBK up there and it's something that he knows. Yep. All right. Fair enough. So that coming from Cindy Dungy, the mother of Eric Dungy, here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora in this Eric Dungy wall-to-wall special. You've heard from his sister, Emma. You've heard from his brother, Matt. You've heard from his father, Tim. And now you've heard from Cindy. Cindy, I can't thank you enough. I mean, in all honesty, we've we've known each other from afar, so to speak. And it's really great to finally have you on the airwaves. And I can't thank you enough because I know that this is something special. And I really hope that he appreciates it. And I thank you for everything that you've done for him and, and just what you've done in support of my work as well. I do appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. It's been fun. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Hi, friends and fans. Home Team Pub is the place to be to cheer on your fave home team. Located at 7990 Oswego Road in Liverpool, HTP has you covered with an amazing drink selection. Let's not forget about the signature drinks or those kid-approved gourmet milkshakes. The happy hour specials and pub entrees will have your mouth watering. Check out the website, hometeampub.com, or follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more specials. At Home Team Pub, you're always the MVP. Having peace of mind when you're out of town, that your furry-loving friend is safe and sound, means taking them to Canine Campground. Because we all know that when it comes to the love of our pets, it goes well beyond the call of duty to make sure they're safe and sound. Right, Lily? So take a ride to 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse, New York, and see Canine Campground and where your dog will be staying. In the classic cabin, the executive cabin, the grand cabin, or of course, the luxury cabin. Because if you know Lily, you know she loves luxury. Now you don't have to wait to the last minute to find a family member or a friend that'll take your dog for a few days. Call Canine Campground at 315-299-4013. That's 315-299-4013. Their drop-off and pickup times are Monday through Sunday. Check K9Campground.com for more information. That's the letter K, the number 9, and campground spelled with a K, dot com. K9Campground.com. When you're going out of town, bring your dog to Canine Campground. Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find. Unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us Central and Upstate New Yorkers, as well as beyond, for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Pendant Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is pen and trophy. 
browse their products on penandtrophy.com. That's penandtrophy.com. And call them for more information at 315-422-8797. That's 315-422-8797. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt.com. DT, proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. I want to let you know that this Project Dungy special is not over by any stretch of the imagination. There is a video that goes with this audio that has new content on it and a celebration of Eric Dungy, and it is being sent right now as we speak to Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, YouTube.com backslash Wake Up Call DT, and on Twitter at Call DT. It will also be on the homepage of WakeUpCallDT.com. So, Project Dungy video coming your way on Facebook.com backslash Wake Up Call DT, YouTube.com backslash Wake Up Call DT, and on WakeUpCallDT.com as well as Twitter at Call DT. I want to give a special thank you and a heartfelt thank you to Emma Dungy as well as Matt Dungy, Tim Dungy, and Cindy Dungy for being a part of the show. Thank you to mom and dad, brother and sister for being a part of this broadcast. I cannot thank you enough. You all answered the rapid fire differently, so it'd be great to get Eric on the show to see who is actually correct in this rapid fire discussion. But thank you to the family. This was something, like I said, that I've been planning for a while. It's something that seem fitting for the type of human being that Eric Dungy is. I felt like it was something that I wanted to do for him. There was just something sitting with me that I wanted to do, and and hopefully this suffices. So thank you to Emma, thank you to Matt, thank you to Tim, and thank you to Cindy, and thank you, Eric, for all you have done, not just for Syracuse, but for me and in showing me the way that you don't even know that you've done. So the amount of positivity and the fight against adversity, never backing down, sticking up for yourself, sticking up for your teammates, all of that that you have done has led to wins on the field, but more so than that, it's led to wins in life, and it's definitely left an impression on people such as myself. So I can't thank you enough for what you've done, and I appreciate it. Project Dungy continues through Dan Tortora Broadcast Media and Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on video. Follow us over to facebook.com backslash wakeupcalldt, youtube.com backslash wakeupcalldt, and on Twitter at calldt, as well as the homepage of wakeupcalldt.com. I'll talk with you all soon. God bless. Be well. Thank you to the Dungy family. And Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora will be live Tuesday of this week and Monday through Friday weekly on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Thanks for hanging out with us a little bit longer today. We'll be back live on Tuesday, March 19th with plenty for you, and thank you for listening as always.